Sean Capri, and welcome to We the Gamer Cast that publishes every single Monday at youtube.com slash carpool gaming and podcast services on every single planet of the solar system, which really only includes planet Earth, because I don't know, do you get do you get podcasts on Venus? I don't think so. It's too damn hot. Just like on, I think, everywhere else, unless you're in San Francisco. What am I even talking about? Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for listening, for telling your mom, for telling your dad, for telling your friends about the show. That's the only way we grow. We don't have a marketing budget. I don't know how to make, I don't know how to how to do that. I don't know exactly. So you guys are the only ones. That's how this works. Thank you guys so much for being here. Oh my goodness gracious. I feel actually quite a bit better than last week. I'm just kind of like, let me just realize what just happened. I just, I screamed at you and it felt pretty good. So that was better than last week. The the sad excuse for an intro that was last week. Oh my gosh, you guys, we're back. And I have a wonderful conversation waiting for you on this episode, but I'm getting a little far ahead of myself because if you're new, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with strangers from the internet. And if you want to be on the show, it's easy. Just tweet at me at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. Now, I hit the record button and then I lost all my show notes. So where the hell are all my show notes? I don't know what the heck I'm supposed to be talking about. I know I'm going to be thanking some people at patreon.com slash carpool gaming, but that is okay. I've got lot, lots of lots has happened, you guys. Um, I've been busy performing surgery on my PC, and that is very cool. I've got a new uh, graphics card. This is about as nerdy as it's going to get. Some of you guys are in for it, but I'm also curious if anybody isn't really into the PC gaming at all, <laughs> or if like like do you ever find we we talk about this a little bit on the on the podcast with Marcus and Nagachaka this week, like. You know, when you feel like you're in a safe space talking about nerdy stuff and things like you kind of go all in. And sometimes I realize that I do that on this show, especially with nobody to stop me <laughs> in the intro. I'm just gonna like, here's everything that's on my mind. So um, you could skip it if you like. <laughs> you guys, it's pretty easy to tell where the um, where the actual conversation, where the I guess the interview happens. But uh, yeah, here here comes a bunch of nerdy stuff. I got a new g- graphics card in my computer, and I and I ripped out the, the the power supply, and I put in a new one, and it's all it's all very exciting, you guys. I haven't been this excited about PC gaming since probably 1998, and what a journey it's been. But my monitor is here, my desk is all nice and clean, my computer can run Crisis, <laughs> I think, and um and life is good, man. Life is actually it's it's everything's everything's gonna be okay. And in the meantime, when I'm not working on whatever's happening in here or doing all the content and stuff, I was uh, upstairs in our main, in our family room. I ripped off the baseboards, I painted the walls, I took the TV off and everything, and it looks awesome. And I am so stoked about it. I definitely did one of the, one of the dad moves where you, where you look at what you did, you put your hands on your hips and you go like, yeah, that looks pretty nice. And I'm very, I'm very happy with it. Um, but I am getting over whatever this cold thing was that you guys heard me, um, you heard me on this show, especially that was probably the worst one. Um, and you slowly maybe heard me get a little bit better on the Nintendo drive and on the Xbox drive as the week has gone on. This is as good as I felt as good as I have sounded, I think. Um, and I think that's just the way that it goes. Like time, time heals all wounds times, uh, time is, is helping me out here. And, um, but I am missing the gym, man. I haven't gone to the gym this whole time. I've been trying to prioritize rest and that's good, but man, my uh, I got to get back at it. So I'm looking forward to that. And we're we're coming on into the end of the summer here, guys. So I gotta gotta get back at it. But um, yeah, that's pretty much all I want. I guess that's all I want to talk to you guys about this. I, I I'm trying to figure out what game is next, but um, stay to Twitter.com/slash Sean Capri for more of that. That's a weird way to say follow me at at, at Sean Capri. Um, 
everybody at Patreon, and uh, I think Nagachaku was mentioning this either during the show or, or afterwards, um, patreon.com slash carpoolgaming is where you can go to support this show and many, many others, and many other content creators as well, by the way. It's not just me. We got that there. Ryan, we got that there. Kato and Court, of course. Um, patreon.com slash carpoolgaming. And there is a ton of exclusive content for those $3 patrons and up. Um, we did our Game of the Year watch. We did it with me, Ryan, and Matt, and Garrett. And we talked about our favorite games so far this year. And that's up there, ready for you. Um, Donnie, Reese, and I are going to record Sweet Hangs on Sunday. So on the 24th. So that should be up fairly shortly after that and if you want to know what where you can get all that if you're not already there patreon.com slash carpool gaming just like the nearly 90 patrons that is insane i can't even believe we have 90 people who listen to any of this stuff that's crazy and i want to say a special thank you to our ultimate producers tony baker from quest for pixels at youtube.com slash quest for pixels dallas ford the co-host of the blame game you can go to youtube and get those guys to 100 subs Emily O'Kelly, Trucker Sloth, Jonathan Brown with his album In My Element on Spotify and Apple Music. Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. Lee, I've got to actually get you on because we got to start talking about Extra Life. we got to get people to roam New York. I know some of you are coming already. Skinny Matt, maybe one of those people hosting Carpool Gaming Community Game Nights. Uh, follow him at twitch.tv slash skinny The other thing I wanted to say on that is in the discord is the best way for you guys to find out when community game nights are happening. You can go into the roles, uh, channel or whatever, select your roles. That's the best way to be tagged whenever like stuff for this show or community game nights in particular. So you want to manage your roles. You guys can do it. Robbie, Bobby Miller, twitch.tv slash Robbie, Bobby Miller. Thank you guys all so much. And if you're listening, please support all these ultimate producers. Our platinum producers, Brendan Myers, Marcus McCracken, Becky Rubin Navarro, and RJ Kern, and all of our gold members, Anna Argo, Cecily Carroza, Dallas Robbins, Dan, I'm sorry, Dano, Foolish Fuji, Jose Jimenez, Marcus O'Neill, mostly Martinez, Nagachaka, the Snack Network, and Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots. And welcome back to the Muffin Moan at that their exclusive tier. And guess what? Two of our uh, gold members are my guests today. Nagachaka was originally scheduled for this time slot or whatever. And he's a he's such a wonderful person. If you don't know him already, you're about to you're about to meet him, I guess. And He'll tell the story about how this became kind of an unusual We the Gamer cast. You, you guys know me. It's, it's usually one-on-one. Every now and then, there's two people on the other side of this conversation. And I feel like this was very nice. And we come up with a very cool idea that you guys are going to hear all about that once these ideas get planted in this here old brain, they're going to happen and they're going to enrich the community. And I'm very excited about it. But Nagachaka learned that... Um, Marcus was supposed to be on the show uh, a couple weeks ago, and he 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 just made it right, man. We'll talk about that here in just a second. So why don't we just go on into it? Here they are, my good friends, your good friends, Marcus O'Neill and Nagachaka. <laughs> Chelsea and I chat on Google Hangouts and she's the only one that I use that with. I don't know if you guys have this like with anybody in your lives where you have one specific style of chat with some people like you go to Discord for some people you have like text messages for other people you have whatever else like yeah how did this happen like is this (laughs) this is way harder man I don't like it. (laughs) 
Some people are just unwilling to adopt. But I know what you mean. Like it's WhatsApp for wife, some group of friends. Mm-hmm. My parents, it's only text. They will not touch oh, really? anything else. It's only mm-hmm. text. Yep, it's always text. And then with you guys, it's Discord. So yeah, it's a bit of a drama. That's act. true. And I'm not even point. I can't even like point at anybody else because like who am I to say? Although I guess I'm. I don't know. It's hard to say because I'm going all over the place with all these other people. It would just be like. Can we just get everybody on? What would you choose, Nagachaka? Like, if you, if it was like one thing, if you could get everybody on one thing, texting, what, what message app would you use? Uh, if between the three that I'm using, I would go with Discord because yeah, you, the gifts on WhatsApp, no good. <laughs> They're non-existent. I, I think like, I can't, I can't use gifts, and then people use stickers, and that's just not my jam. And then text, yeah, there's nothing in there. <laughs> I need I a have keyboard a, I option. Have a, a text uh, from like friends from university that use Signal. You, Signal. You, you, you do know? know do you know Signal? It's basically WhatsApp, but somebody was uh, uh, concerned about the security with WhatsApp or something. So mm-hmm. they, they so they they're like, this new Signal is is WhatsApp. So like now, now I've got Signal on my phone, and we you know get random messages of this in this text chain with, with just this one group, right? It's the same yeah. same way. Mm. I get some weird, like, I don't even know how they get you on, on WhatsApp, some interesting messages on WhatsApp. Like, I don't know right. what exactly they're trying to do. It's like a, it's like the late night commercials coming directly to your phone. Like, pick up the phone, <laughs> call 1-900 kind of stuff. I was talking to my boss about that. I was like, because on our work phones, we get those lovely phone calls from um, Duck Cleaning, Air Duck Cleaning. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know how you have my work phone number. But I said to my boss, I said, does this actually work on somebody? Like, have they actually (laughs) successfully called and said, air duct cleaning? And someone's picked up and be like, you know what? Yeah, I do need air duct cleaning. Because I'm like, surely this doesn't work. Like, everybody hangs up on you, right? No way. I actually feel like that's better than some of the other scams out there. Uh, That that one... I, I can see myself going. You know what? It's, it has been a while. Sean, Sean's done it. This is see, Sean has been one of those of it, guys. Those guys never showed up. <laughs> <laughs> they never showed up to their thing. Remember, remember when Groupon was a thing? Did you like? Have you ever had those? Um, and they had all those knockoff of Groupons. I don't even know if Groupon is still around. It was My like wife still uses deal. Groupon every once in a while. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Absolutely. I think it's still here. Yeah. What do they call those? It was like a crowd something, crowd buying or something, and they they would you get these crazy deals. And the reason I thought of it, like you said, um, you said that, and I was, I was like, I had, um, oh, what are they, the, the carpet cleaning companies? They had a, they had all the carpet cleaning. You get them for whatever half off or something, and they would never show up. Do they? They <laughs> oversold all these deals, and they didn't know what to do with it. I remember just getting nothing drives me more crazy than that kind of stuff. Goodness gracious, <laughs> Groupon's still around though, hey? Hmm. It is, it's yeah. still around. I think we've used it a few times, and then. Even when you calculate it, like, I don't know, some of the deals I got, they didn't seem like a big deal. It may, Maybe like five bucks off. Like, I don't know. <laughs> what kind of stuff are you getting on Groupon? Uh, well, I'm not getting stuff. My wife is getting stuff. I think she got <laughs> just like to a, be clear. <laughs> I think this the is last a one she, thing. Mom, she got a Groupon at when my my parents were visiting, and she she and my mom went out to get their nails done or something like that. So okay, I, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Same thing. The funny thing is, is like, I remember because we we use as we all probably did a little bit more frequently. At one point, we used these things and you'd you'd have to call ahead of time or you'd have Mm -hmm. to let them know you're using the group on ahead of time. The people on the other end were like, 
what are you talking about? Like they did oftentimes they didn't even know that there was a Groupon thing. And then you had this whole ordeal, right. Of, of like confirming with the manager that this is okay to do it at this price or something. And I don't know. It, I want to uh, go to Groupon right now. Like what do they, what do they have here? They have like <laughs> salons and buffet Royale. Who was I talking to buffets about recently? And that's the one that I wanted to, to bring up buffet Royale. That's the first buffet I ever went to car cleanings, <laughs> Like um, details and stuff like that. Lots of salons, yeah. Lots of nails. Okay, still thriving. I see what's happening here. Yeah, I I I remember it being a big deal back in the day, but I don't even know how. It, well, I guess you can look back to how we got here on the Groupon thing. How did we get here though? Let's let's kick things. Like, how did we get both of you guys on the show? Where did this, Marcus? I have a feeling this wasn't your idea though. I think we talked <laughs> went to you about this because this is unusual for this show. To have well, uh, speaking of groupons we yeah. got a little we got a little group pod i don't know no that that was excellent sean no it was i was just listening yeah. to one of the episodes and i i just i heard you that marcus's session got canceled and i said well that's unfortunate and i figured you know we're gonna meet up why not like who doesn't want to spend more time with friends so let's just bring Look everybody together yeah i just thought it'd be so more sweet. fun this way <laughs> Yeah, Very so cool. I just and yeah. a message out of the blue uh, last week or whatever, and he's like, basically just said what you said and said, do you want to come on? And I was like, well, I don't want to take... I, my concern was, you know, this is Nagachaka's first time on the it show. It is. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to take away from, from his experience. Uh, you're you're, you're and, adding to and, the experience. Right? <laughs> and you're, that's what he said. So to, yeah, look at that. sure, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Well, the funny so, thing is, Sean, that uh, Marcus and I are meeting up again tomorrow morning for the Backtracker. So we're getting oh, a lot yes. of time together. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> nice. Have you been, Nagatrak, have you been to every single one of the Backtrackers meetings? I'm glad you've asked that because <laughs> I've been to every single one except for one. And the mm-hmm. one that I missed is because I was at the hospital because my <laughs> wife was giving birth. So <laughs> that's every excuse. other time, that's, yeah. that's a legit excuse. So every other time... I've been there. Even the one after my wife gave birth, I was like, there's no way I'm going to attend. But best wife ever is like, you, I know you want to go. We'll make it. Those work. are the ones forever, man. That's how you know you made a good choice. And I mean, I mean, at that point, probably is good to know that. <laughs> like after the kids come <laughs> into play, it's probably good to know that that's no, a good she, thing. She's, she's the best. So two weeks ago, I, I finally got the COVID after dodging it for two years. Yeah. So I, I've been isolating in the basement and everybody... And the Discord and my friends and my family like, oh, how are you feeling? Poor you. And I always have to re- respond back and say, you really don't need to feel bad for me. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm isolating with my video games. It's my wife who has to take care of two kids. And I remember um, because she's giving me food, like like I'm in prison. Like, <laughs> like through a trap door or something. <laughs> yeah. But it, it blew me away. I, I felt more horrible and more appreciative because she gave me the food. And it was really well presented. Like it was like, oh, wow, it was nice omelet, like nicely done with wrapped up a kiwi and like a this nice croissant. And I'm thinking if the roles are reversed, I'll feed you. But I'm not I don't <laughs> care about presentation. Like, here's your food. Seriously. But she was like making sure like there's effort and even dinners like here's lots of vegetables. Like, here's your vitamins. Again, wow. I would have given the same thing, but it'd be like just here. I got to take care of two kids. Like no better kidding. presentation than than normal days, non COVID days. 
You got Did you it. Say that? Like it was, yeah, it, it wow. was, it was exceptionally well presented. I was like blown away by it. So I'm very grateful for my wife for putting <laughs> up with me as I was getting back pain from playing video games during isolation. <laughs> Isn't that something too? Right? <laughs> That's us getting a little bit older when we got to watch out for the video game injuries here. Yeah. Like hands getting a little cramped. Next, maybe we got to do our stretches a little bit. I I feel like and I'm and I'm glad that you guys are both on the show tonight and I get to chat with you both because you're both very. I feel like you're both very fit. You're very you're very active. You you, you seem to avoid injury and sickness more than me. I swear. I get like three weeks in. I'm like I've rolled an ankle or I've caught a cold that's gonna stick with me for like three weeks or something like that. Can we talk about this for a little bit? Like, how are you staying agile and like keeping your joints good? Like, tell me your secrets on on this front, because if I wake up the wrong way, my neck is out and I'm I'm out for like 10 days and it ruins everything. Marcus, you, well, you, you have the background. Tell us. Well, I have I have the background, but I'll uh, I, th- these last. So I've uh, I've just gotten back to work after being on parental leave myself for the last uh since the end of January and God, that flew uh, by. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. Was it so fast like, for you? Was it, it was, was it quick or, yeah. Yeah. It was, well, fast in some respects, slower in others. We, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, the, my, my activity really took a plunge, uh, yeah. during, during the parental leave. So, um, is even when, when the roles were reversed, when I was, um, working, and Lindsay's home. Lindsay has to leave. Like when she's at work, going to work, she has to leave a lot earlier than me. So I can't. It's harder for me to sneak out in the morning to get right. uh, a run in or something like that. Um, particularly because I'm off. I'm getting up with the baby at overnight. Uh, so I wasn't particularly like keen to be getting up. Also at six a.m. I was probably getting up at six a.m. trying to calm the baby down. So right. Um, yeah, so the, my my running really, t- I'm trying to, get, I'm easing my way back into it. I'm kind of getting up to like three three runs a week, which is three or four runs a week is pretty much where I, what I do. That's pretty good. Um, and uh, so I'm getting back into it, but it, it has been uh, probably some of my most inactive uh, inactive time in recent memory. Only three runs a week. I don't know, man, if you well, can. No, not the three runs a week is pretty oh, standard for me. Okay. It, the, the, yeah, I probably, it was, I went two months without going out at all. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, uh, and you know, pan, since, since the pandemic started, I haven't been back to the gym and I don't have yeah. a home gym. So like, I'm not doing anything beyond kind of like the cardio stuff. And uh, uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's probably helped me that, I've had have a bit of a base, but I think I've, I'm I've, start, towards the end of that. I've I've lost a lot of that, so um, I need to start building that back up. What about yeah. recovery from that? Like, if you're running three times a week, like, are you jumping into an ice bath? Like, I know we've got lots of snow here. Usually, do you just jump into <laughs> an igloo, like, just uh, on the corner? Like, what? Like, I'm I'm just wondering. I see some of these like extreme recovery regimens that some people go through and i'm just like is that really what it takes like am i supposed to wake up every morning roll out of bed and do these like hip circles and these stretches and do like the the shoulder crawls up the wall and everything like is that what it takes is that sometimes it feels like because i'm not doing that maybe that is what's missing for me maybe i have to be doing these cat crawl or cat cow stretches as soon as i wake up and before i go to bed and make sure i get loose and everything like that uh, I, I would probably say. not. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. No, what are you gonna I, say? Yeah. I sorry, I didn't interrupt. Oh no, no, I agree. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't say you have to do that when you wake up and when you go to bed. But 
getting to our age, like, you know, coming up on 40, warming up before the workout is uh, very useful. Something I yeah. didn't do quite a bit in my early 20s when I started hitting the weights. But uh, as soon as I got to my 30s, I was like, oh, this is why everyone says you need to warm up and stretch before you get to the big weights. Because now I got a neck injury. Now I got a back injury. And yeah. um, I think, at least for me, because everyone's experience is different, uh, checking your ego at the door was probably one of the biggest things. Like when you feel like something's off, like you have to immediately stop. Not let me finish my set or I'll just get, I'll mm. just power through it. Cause like it just aggravates it. It makes it worse. And it honestly just, for me, it, it would set me back like weeks. Yeah. Whereas when I finally did learn to check my ego and I would stop immediately when something felt wrong, maybe like two, three days of rest. And then I'd be back at it like no problem. So uh, I think warming up, you know, and I think, um, it just takes a lot of years of practice too. Like it's not like, I'm not a big fan of those, uh, celebrity, um, big changes, like with their weight loss, like getting ripped in like right. six months and like, or gaining weight. Like not only is that, you know, kind of unrealistic, it's probably not healthy for your, an individual to drastically change their body that way. Um, I, I think it's, it's not, it's not a race to the finish, right? Like it's a journey. It's about getting good at it, taking your time, getting knowledge, um, not just following bro science and um, advice from you. Did you say like, bro science? That, that's what it was called back in the day. Is that like, a thing? Yeah, back in, back in the 20s, like when, before, like, I mean, the internet was there back then, but I don't, think I don't think there was much um, as prevalent, like real, like research for it. So you would just listen to other people and be like, yeah, bro, you need yeah. to eat like three times as protein or you need to do these kind of push-ups." And it's just like, okay, you look jacked. So I'm going to follow you. And it's just, it was, totally. just called, it was just called bro science. So um, instead of following that, you know, listen to people who know what they're talking about, uh, do the research and take your time, find your craft. Um, speaking of, you know, our wives, you know, Sean, I hope, um, you know, I was mentioning to her, I was like, you know, some people think, you know, from this, from this lovely Discord yeah. community that I'm, that I'm kind of fit. And she's, yes. and she, and she literally did that Patrick Stewart meme, you know, where like, he's <laughs> like, she literally did that. Right. She literally, she's like, calm, calm yourself down. Like, you know, like you're not out of shape. You're not out of shape. But, Damn. <laughs> yeah. No, but here's the funny thing about it, John and, and Marcus. Like I, it's really funny because she'll tell me all the time, like, you know, you're not ugly. But but you're not good looking. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So like I was gonna ask you like what keeps you motivated to keep going, but it sounds like just like this. Um, you can never achieve perfection, really. So you just keep on the journey and you keep striving towards it. I guess well, it's 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 two prong. I would say because uh, she married me, so obviously there's some sort of attraction, and like I can tell like it's it's genuine through personality. Like yeah, she she's she claims it's like it's because you're such a dork. Like I like I'm totally into that. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Like I I haven't met an individual that's like that that dorky person. Like that's my thing. Like I don't know. I haven't met somebody like that. Uh, I think what she's attracted to is is that yeah, I'm pretty nerdy, but I think it's because I'm happy with who I am. Yeah, man. As opposed as opposed to like. Oh, don't look at me as I'm playing video games. Let me talk about some sports or something. Like it's just like, yeah, I'm playing, um, you know, Night in the Woods. I'm playing. I'm coloring in trickery, and like I'm, I'm having a blast. Check nice. This out. So mm -hmm. I think it's from that. 
that. When did that like kind of settle in or lock in? Because you kind of alluded to maybe a period of time where it wasn't 100% like that. Like I remember like when I got married, I felt like it was a, a victory for geeks across the world. I'm like, <laughs> this is possible. Like this is like, look, like she said, yes, like this is this is a thing like more of us. Cause I never thought that that was the way it was supposed to go. You kind of defy the odds. So like where did where did you kind of like settle in and go? Okay, no, this is actually who I am. I don't have to like hide it or I don't have to pretend or or be anything else. That you know, I'm curious to hear your guys' journeys as well because I can tell you guys are unabashedly, you know, very proud of who you are as well. So I'm kind of curious when the light switch went on for you guys. But for me, sadly, it was I, I remember it very well. It was only when I turned 30, so that's like seven years ago. So it kind of yeah. makes me a bit sad that you know, prior to that, I was yeah struggling to find myself or always trying to fit some sort of norm of like, well, I think this is cool. Let me try to be this way or be interested in those hobbies, even though I could care less about sports. But it was only uh, when I turned 30 and, and it kind of happened at the same time as you're asking about what keeps me motivated to to stay active and to work out. Um, it, it, I think you get this too, Sean, like that feeling and when you exercise, like it makes you feel really good about yourself. Not it just totally does. Mentally, spiritually. And, you know, for me, it's it's all about um, setting a goal and like, I'm actively getting towards it, whether it's like one step or 20 steps, I'm still progressing towards it. And that's what keeps me motivated. And when I started to work out properly and less bro science at that time, and, and I want to hear Marcus's <laughs> thoughts on this too, because prior to my thirties, I was, I was exercising, but I wasn't getting very good results. But when I turned 30, I dialed in my diet and mm huge difference in terms of my performance and how I looked and how I felt. Like once I started paying attention to what I eat, uh, it made a huge difference. So I would say 30 years, when I, once I turned 30, switched the diet, dialed in my nutrition and my workouts, just started feeling better about myself and just being happy with who I am. And you know what? Maybe it's something about turning old and just saying like, you know what? If you don't like me, <laughs> That's too bad for you because <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to be happy with myself. Like time is short. Yeah. I mean, you definitely get outside of like when you're in high school and maybe even in college to a certain extent, like you're just surrounded by people all the time. And I guess you get that to a, to a certain extent at work, but you, you really come to realize with almost like every graduation of elementary school to junior high or middle school or whatever to high school, like you spend time less and less with the exact same people. You know, like you have your homeroom back in, in early days. And as life goes on, you kind of get, I don't know, like exposed to fewer and fewer people every single day of the week. And you be, you come to realize like it really is just up to you to kind of figure this out. And that that rings true for me. But Marcus, I'm not sure how this kind of hits you at all. Well, it's funny that you Nagachaka thinks that I'm like this unabashed nerd <laughs> because I, I feel like um, I know that I've, I've heard you, Sean, talk about this as well is I very much have in my life like these silos where yeah. I fit in in different situations. And uh, it was really interesting. Like uh, we had some uh, good friends visit us uh, over the weekend last weekend. Hadn't seen them in, uh, they live in Halifax now. So they were doing a big Western Canada road trip. Tour, and, nice. Yeah. And uh, so they popped in for a few days and, but like good friend from, and I, I went to university with these people. I went to high school with, with, uh, with um, my one friend and 
uh, he married a friend of mine from university. So like we're very yeah, close. Everybody's tight. Don't they, I showed him this room and he had no idea. Like this is my, my game kind of office room with all my games. And, and, uh, we were talking a little bit about it, but he, he didn't have any idea. Right. And so like, mm. I very much like when I talked to him in the past, we were going out to the bars where we're drinking, where we're, um, talking sports, we played hockey together, that sort of stuff. So those were, you know, the, the cop, the topic of conversation. It was never video games as an example. Mm-hmm. People like that I work with, I never talk video games with. I don't talk that nerd stuff. Yeah. You know, lots of like the only person that knows that whole me is my wife. Yeah. Really. Oh. Yeah. Really. And oh, it's, and, and so like that, that I think that in everywhere else, even like, my my family like my brother or my parents don't know like the extent of i think this hobby that i have mm-hmm. um and uh yeah no it's it's very siloed off like i have different versions of me depending on who i'm interacting with 100 does that surprise you nagachaka that you're like oh what like what what's that i'm just i'm just surprised because you know i mean we're in this community because we're so passionate mm-hmm. about it yeah you, you're doing such an excellent job at not overburdening people with this information because it would probably be overwhelming for them so that's i'm just surprised yeah it's funny you should say overburdening because um my parents are asking me what i want to do for my birthday which is next week and i was kind of messaging to them i was sitting at my computer here and i've just kind of redone my pc and everything it's bringing me back like i'm actually i'm thinking about like the like the good old days when i was you know 13 14 years old playing some of my favorite games that will be with me for for the rest of my life and and my mom was asking like what do you want to do and i'm like i really just want to like i want to i want to be like thanos i want to just like sit and like stare at like a a sunset and just be like i just need to rest i want to play the video games that i love the most i want to watch a movie that i love the most and that's that's what i want to do but at the same time i want to share that with other people you know, so as time is going on, I've definitely spent most of my time and most of my adult years actually kind of going like, okay, well, I will silo myself off. I don't need to burden other people about this. I know that they don't give a rip about this kind of stuff. But recently it's come to light for me of, I want like my parents to know why I called Ellie, Ellie. Like mm-hmm. I want them to know mm-hmm. the last of us so, so badly. And so my mom's asking me, like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I want you to sit on a couch for nine hours where I can get through a good portion of The Last of Us and you just watch it. And at the very least, like maybe my brother will come along and because he hasn't played it and I want him to know all this stuff. And it's it's such a central part to, I think, all three of us that you you would want to maybe do something like that. I'm, I'm being extreme. Uh-huh. Um, I don't even know why. I think not even on purpose. Just this is what I was thinking about. But like you want to share it with people but it's it's kind of like are you good with this because this is a rabbit hole man like we're gonna go mm-hmm. we're gonna go deep on this thing no man i i say i say you go for it like you know families care about I'm us. my mom yes <laughs> you're sitting on a couch get comfy you're not going anywhere no phones you're just gonna you're gonna see the beginning of this <laughs> this game oh, and yeah. hopefully you like it man Go wow. for it. Go like, like I said, time is short. Make make yourself happy. My birthday is next week as well. So yes, birth week. Yeah, man. So my <laughs> wife and she already knows. She kind of already knows. Like, I don't. I, you don't want me to plan something. So what do you actually want to do? I'm like, I want to play video games in the morning, mm-hmm. and then let's just go out for lunch, and and that's it. Nothing else. You know what I? You know what I do is you know to because 
the parents still want to spend time with us. I kind of pivot that towards like my son's birthday and my other son's birthday. Yeah. So then those are the kind of things where we kind of get to hang out. But for my day, you know, my birthday is just like, leave me alone. <laughs> Let me play games yeah. just for a little bit. And just like you, just sit down and just have a moment um, to myself. And I remember uh, sharing this passion with my dad because I was, because like, he, he did see my gaming room. He's like, this is a lot of stuff. And I, and I said, <laughs> and yeah, and, like, and I was like, mm-hmm. And I had to ask him because, you know, back then I was like, I was like, you know, you're the one that bought the Nintendo system. There it is. I'm kind of curious. Like, what was, I'm like, what was your thought process getting that at that time? Because back then, too, a lot of people were like, this is a waste of money. You know, video mm-hmm. games are horrible for people. Like, what did you jump in for that? And his opinion of it was uh, video games make you smarter. That, that was his yes. honest opinion of it. That's very evolved. That's holy crap. Mm-hmm. Nobody, like, that's what I've come to realize years later. But, how did why did he think that how did he see that so quickly i the first game that he was exposed to which uh i i, I enjoy but i'm not like obsessed with it was, was tetris yeah and he and because and i guess he i think he played it at his brother's house and he was like this requires a lot of quick thinking critical thinking yeah, creative thinking mm-hmm. and so he was like here's an intenso system and that's why he got it obviously he did not predict how long this hobby would extend itself <laughs> Uh, but he's just like, you know, you're happy with it. And, you know, he's like, I still think video games uh, do make people smarter, uh, you know, activates a different part of the brain, creative process, quick reflexes, critical thinking, um, perseverance. And I was like, I was like, you saw this well before the research was there, just so you know. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. What do you, The one thing you said, Nagatrak, I'm curious, Marcus, on your thoughts on that too, like the the perseverance side of it for video games, like, is that something that you see and is it changing as time has gone on i think we've all seen games swing a little bit back and forth on really really difficult in the nes days they got a little handholdy for a little while and maybe now we're starting to see a blend of it like is that part of the experience for gaming for you and for for kids as well uh me not really yeah. no i kind of yeah. hate that sort of stuff <laughs> i don't have time to bang my head around on the you know i don't have time for that Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but you get it from somewhere. Like you get, you get some sort of resilience from, from somewhere. Sure. Like yeah. Oh, so you're saying, you're talking about, uh, where I may have developed these types of skills. Well, I think, I and think did it come from I, video games? um, that's where I'm going to end up my question actually. But yeah, no, I was, I was kind of just like originally really uh, honed in on the fact that video games, especially back in the day caused you to practice 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 and whether you realize it or not you were you were realizing like that sticking with something can help you get good at it and that there's a benefit to it later but Mm. now that we're old men you know i'm kind of with you like put it on baby ass baby mode easy mode like get me through (laughs) this thing but i'm i'm torn on it and and your son is a little younger than than my kids but i see my kids with some games and i see lincoln go Oh, this one is hard. I'm gonna skip mm. off of this, and I'm like, mm, that's not. Yeah. I want you to stay with it, like, because he. It is so easy. There's so many games to go to. Yeah. If something is hard for him, he's not gonna stick with it. He's gonna stick with it for other reasons. So I'm not sure if that mixture of and and the swing of how hard games are and how many they are there are and how um how how accessible they are. If what was true for Nagachaka back in the day still holds true for kids now. But I, I, I might push back a little bit, like maybe and maybe it's my experience, but like how many games 
I had I I didn't pl- have it as nearly as many games as I do now, but I had you know access to a decent right. amount, whether they were mine or whether they were friends. How many games of those from the NES era were you finishing? Because I certainly wasn't yeah. finishing very many. So how, how how much perseverance was I doing? I would get so frustrated that I didn't know what to do or how to, or even if I knew what to do that I couldn't do it, and I Good point. I would just drop the game. So I mean I I don't know that it's it's probably I think and maybe bring. I don't want to bring derail this whole conversation back to nutrition, but I think that like, I, there's a lot of people when it comes to health and fitness and stuff that say, Oh, people are just lazy today. And that Mm. you know, they, they were, they were, you know, they had more willpower or they were made out of different stuff back in, back in the day. And I I don't buy that at all. I think that, you know, certainly our environments are different. Um, but people are people. And I think that, um, so I, I think that that maybe translates a little bit to the games. I I, I don't think that we were necessarily um, more. Uh, we had more will, uh, more perseverance when we were kids. It may be out of necessity to a certain extent because we didn't have as many options. But I don't yeah. think we were any better than the kids today. There is so much to unpack here, too. Okay, so bring me back to okay. So if it wasn't from video games, like where did the the resiliency come from for you? Like how do you stick with it, whatever it is? If it's like I think the last time you were on, we were talking a little bit about you're just very even keeled. You don't go too high. You don't go too low. You're just like taking things one step at a time, one day at a time. Yeah. Is that kind of where the resilience is tied to? Or is there something else to the to the equation there? Uh, I don't I it's it's a good question. I'm not sure exactly where it comes from, but I, I definitely know that for me, if I say I'm going to do something for mm-hmm. me, it's very important that I do it. And yeah. sometimes that's to my detriment and that I don't drop off something when I probably, there's no real point in finishing something that just because the only I reason you're doing it because you said it. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that is very much something that is, um, uh, key to my personality for better or for worse. So I don't know if that's just genetics or maybe that was something cause I don't remember necessarily my my mom or my dad always like you, you signed up for this, you did this, you have to finish it. I don't mm-hmm. specifically remember it being that way. So maybe it's just who I am as an individual. I don't know. Uh, or I learned it somewhere. I'm not sure exactly where it came from, but that is very much core point. to who I am. That is yeah. a big core of who I am is um, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I feel like maybe this is, I don't, I don't want to speak too much on like, we all three agree on this sort of thing, but there becomes a, a time in our lives, I think, where you start to realize the parts of your personality that like make up who you are. And and for me, over the last couple of years of doing this sort of stuff, I've come to realize that this is part of who I am. It's not just like what I like to do. It's not like just a hobby, but it's it's actually like part of I don't know how what else to call it other than like it's part of my identity. And I don't need I feel like it's something different than my identity. That sounds more like external but it's more about like my my core i don't know nagachaka if you've ever broken it down in this way like if you've thought about like how you talk about your own personality like what comprises your personality uh, honestly sean like when you're when you're mentioning about uh lincoln you know not persevering in certain games my son's the exact same way and you know my oldest is seven so being a dad these seven years like it's been really it's been really eye-opening man like yeah for, Every year, every time, I'm always learning something new. Because um, in you know, bef- in my mind, you know, when when he was really young, I was like, 
I'm a dad that likes video games. He's going to be so happy to like video games. We're going to play them together. He doesn't like them. Like yeah. I, I was, I've told the community, I've told some friends uh, at the backtrack is like, my son's a backseat gamer. Like he, he might play a little bit, but, and I honestly, I think when he plays, I think he does it for me. Whereas yeah. when we're doing back, when he does backseat gaming, he's genuinely into it, man. Like he's like, go over there. You forgot to do this. Get him, get him. Oh no. Like he's so into it. But when we're playing, like he gets really frustrated mm-hmm. um, really quickly. Like he he's just not mm-hmm. into it. And I think it's like what Marcus was saying. Like it's not like, um, you know, Marcus's parents taught him to be resilient and persevere. It's not like I told I taught my son to like, yeah, you should give up on this video game. Like I think <laughs> right. it's just I think it's just who you are and just part of your personality. And, and I think one of the biggest things as being a dad is that's been I've trying to grasp and understand is how in the beginning how i was as a dad you know in terms of like how i'm going to be supporting him and you know disciplining him that idea in my head that's what i wanted from my dad Mm. that doesn't mean that ethan wants that from me (laughs) because he's not me even though they're like you know ethan looks like you even you know but he's not me he's not just he doesn't have the same personality he doesn't have the same needs so i have what in my opinion I have to adjust my support system to suit his needs because whatever I'm expecting, that's kind of what I wanted from my dad, whether I got yeah. it or not. But more importantly, what is, what is, what does my son need for me? And I'm not saying I do it every single day, but I'm actively trying to do that more as opposed to in the beginning when he was much younger, I was like, I'm going to be like this. This is the best way mm-hmm. to be the best dad ever. And I was realizing, I was like, this isn't working at all. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't seem happy. I don't seem very happy. Uh, I, I'm, I can't, I'm, if for no other reason, I'm so happy you invited me onto this conversation so that I could hear that because this is like in my mind. So I obviously my son is uh, younger than your two oldest, right? So, and I have these things that I wanted from my dad. Like my dad would never come out and play basketball with me. Never, 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 mm-hmm. never, never. And I have this thing. I, I always would ask him. He would never come outside. The most I could ever get is maybe he'd toss the ball, like play, we play catch for a little bit. That was it. And I was into every sport, road hockey, a- anything. He would not do anything with me. And I always Was he would athletic? Say, like, would he play, like go do no. stuff somewhere else? Oh, well, okay, so. he took it. So I, maybe I'm selling him short. He, we, we did did go golfing. So he introduced me sure. to golf and we, we golfed, but, uh, but no, he's not a super athletic guy, but I mean, I was a kid who you don't yeah. have to be, super you don't athletic, have to be a, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. but anyway, so th- this has always been in my, when I have a kid, I am going to do any sport that he want, like sports that I wanted to do, I'm going to do mm-hmm. with him. And I, I like the way that you phrased that and kind of positioned it, that that may not be what, what miles actually wants and it's it's important to actually kind of take that into account and not just kind of correct the wrongs that happened to you um yeah that you felt happened to you and even like um for for me sometimes i look like lincoln will come up to me and say like do you want to play tablet with me and and i've i've re- i hopefully i've caught this like quickly enough but for for a little while there like i definitely looked at the tablet as like i mean that's a kid's thing I don't love that he has it, but like it, he seems to have fun with it and all these other things. But I, I was definitely marginalizing its importance to him in many, many ways. Mm-hmm. So he would ask me, like, do you want to play this with me? And I say, like, I really don't. Like, if he's asked me the question, do you want to play? 
no, I don't want to play that that game. <laughs> but I, I realized he kept asking me like a couple times over and over. And then I'm like, oh, this is like him asking me to go play basketball outside or to go like shoot mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and so like I've, I found myself starting to say yes every single time because whether I like the tablet or not or whether I think the game is interesting or whatever, like doesn't matter. I want my parents to sit down and watch The Last of Us for nine hours. And <laughs> yep. like, so it's, it's yep. different, but the same, all at the same time. I just, he wants to do stuff with me. And it's like, well, that's awesome. Cause Ellie doesn't want to do any stuff with me. So like, I take <laughs> <laughs> looking up on it, man. This is, this is awesome. No, no yeah. it's, uh, I, I, yeah, it's been quite a journey still learning something every single day. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll admit it on this pod, on this podcast. Uh, God of War, it's a 2018. Yeah, man. I liked it, but I didn't love it. Oh. And the, and the reason for that is because, you know, I kind of had an idea of what the game was going to be about. And I was like, this is going to crush me. This is going to be great. I, I Hurt me. Hurt me like mm-hmm. The Last of Us. Hurt me like Nier Automata. Let's go. Because I was under the impression that this was going to remind me of the relationship I had with my father. Because my father's an immigrant, uh, you know, learning to adapt in Canada. Interesting. I was born here. That's not who I saw when I played the game. Mm. When I played the game, I was like, I'm Kratos and Ethan is Atreus. Like the way, you know, back, especially back then when he was much younger and I was trying to do things a certain way, I was like, I feel like he looks at me the way Atreus looks at Kratos. Mm. We're like, there's, mm-hmm. we're trying to make this connection, but there's some sort of disconnect for some reason. So I think it impacted me in a very, negative way and a little bit too close to home i'm yeah. still gonna play ragnarok but like the wounds are a bit fresh let's put it that way mm. so was there like um that is so interesting like even after you came to kind of realize and and it seems like you've made a change was this before or after kind of like the change has happened i, I want to dive into that a little bit more too this was this was before so i think ethan must have been at that time around like three or four ish yeah um and you know in, in in all sincerity like i'm very grateful that my my son is like super close with my wife. Like so tonight even so she went out for dinner with a friend, and I, I was driving Ethan home, and he looked at me and he's like, you know, when mom's not home, I, I really miss her. And I was like, well, you should tell her that when we get home. So he gets mm-hmm. home and he starts he starts bawling. Like he's like, I'm I'm really gonna miss you tonight. And I'm like, this is freaking awesome that like he has this special person in his life that he cares about so deeply. Because you know, I, I, I hate to admit it, like. I don't feel that way about my parents and maybe that makes me a bad son, but it's just, it's, it's incredible that he feels that way about her. So, you know, I see that relationship that they have. And like I said, I'm very grateful that they have it, but it makes me reflect on like, what am I not doing to give Ethan the needs that he has? So Mm. it's always Mm. kind of in the back of my mind, but yeah, 2018 God of War. I was again, very shocking because I was so certain this reminded me of my childhood, and it didn't. It reminded me of my present situation and the struggles that I'm having as a father, but actively trying every single day to to, to be better and to make that difference. And um, yeah, go ahead. I, I want to explore that a little bit too about you kind of had like maybe a perfect picture in your mind about what it was going to mean for you to be a dad or what you were going to do. Was it a gradual realization that like maybe you weren't like living up to that impossible scenario or was it a kind of like a sharp moment? Like for me, it was gradual until it like really crushed me. And part of it was Chelsea um, just 
embraced it right from day one like her, she just was she was a mom from the moment like it all happened and just like stepped up to every single challenge she continues to do that and like i found myself struggling to keep up with that and then struggling to keep up with like okay well how do i fit into this so there was definitely a bit of a, a pretty significant kind of scenario a set of scenarios that happened when lincoln was about five six months old i'm like this is not going well for me. So I'm, if you're willing to talk about it, like I'm curious, how did it manifest this realization that you weren't up to the standard that you had set for yourself? It, it, it was, I would say it was gradual. Like it wasn't like all of a sudden some switch happened. It was, it was little things because, you know, and when you say like these impossible standards, like, so again, in my mind, like I'm going to be the best dad ever because I know totally. what my dad did and what he didn't do. And I know who I am and like, he's going to be so happy that I'm into superheroes and Star Wars and things like that. <laughs> so when you say impossible, I guess how I I guess I did set up to be impossible because what I learned is again, Ethan, might not, he, he doesn't care about Star Wars. He doesn't care about mm -hmm. superheroes. He likes Lego. So it, it was slowly realizing that like, you know, as we're watching, you know, Superman stuff, as we're doing a little bit of video games, he was like, meh. And I was like, Oh, something he's yeah. not really into this stuff. And then like kind of like what you said, Sean, like, you know, he'd be like, let's let's watch this Lego thing. I'm like, Lego's not really my jam, but yeah, I, I don't want to. Here. I don't want yeah. to. And mm -hmm. and it's, and he would be like, let's come outside and play. Now you're making me feel like Marcus is actually like, let's play outside. And I'm like, I hate sports. I don't want to go outside. <laughs> so it was little it was little things like that. And then I was just like, I have to stop again, holding this expectation of like, I'm going to be the dad that I want and I really mm -hmm. need to start doing things. So now I'm outside. I don't like the sports, but I'm out there because it makes him so happy and I can, and I can see it when I'm out there with him. Like he, he's quite happy doing those kind of things. So it, it was a gradual thing. It was a bit of a shock. Um, I, I hope we're not scaring you, Marcus, in terms of like, this is really valuable. Actually, you're, you're, uh, you guys are passing on the wisdom. I'm, I'm the uh, elder statesman of the, the group here today, but, <laughs> but um, you guys are passing on this incredible wisdom because uh, you both have kids that are a little bit older than mine. So, uh, Well, I was curious, yeah, no, Marcus, for you, like how I feel like you're on a unique journey as well um, with Miles as well. And mm -hmm. like as far as where you saw yourself as a dad, like I, I don't even know if it's even possible to compare like where you thought you were being like, like everything is just so, so different. So I don't know how that resonates with you or do you even see it as different to anything else? Like you're just so good at being like day to day, taking it a day to time, um, whatever challenges next, you just seem to take it on. But I'm curious <laughs> where your mindset is. Yeah, I mean, I, well, maybe I put on a good show. It, it, uh, it, it's tough for sure. Like there's, yeah. I feel like, you know, I, it's probably not that, uh, uh, that uncommon, but I, we, Lindsay and I, you know, talk about it and we feel like on regular basis, we're failing him in some regard. Right. Because, yeah. um, there's things that we'd like to be able to do that. We just either don't have the energy to, or that we ha don't know how, or that we don't have time uh, cause we're so busy with other stuff with him. So it, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're just, we're, we're, you know, muddling through and trying to get through it the best we can. And I think we're doing, you know, if we take a step back, I think we're doing a, a pretty decent job, but it, there's those, definitely those moments where it's like, oh man, I wish I, we could be doing this. I wish we could be doing that. So, um, 
the perspectives that you guys are giving today are, are really, um, really useful. Yeah, really valuable. Well, and I think maybe the through line, regardless of the situation is like, where do you find your encouragement from? Right. Like sometimes you, if, if it's just you and just in your own household and you and your family and there's struggles of whatever they are, like, where do you find like somebody to tell you you're doing the best you can? You're doing a good job. Like, stop being stop feeling like you're dropping the ball or failing someone or failing yourself. Like, it's so rare for like, I actually I'm asking the question, like, I don't know where that comes from. Like, kind of it's actually a little bit sad, like somebody should be saying that to us like <laughs> but we have to i don't know like dig down deep and and figure it out i don't know marcus like is there is it is well it i mean i think for moments? us it's it's a weird situation it's it's a, it's a unique situation because yeah miles is kind of complex medical stuff so it's people that are always telling us you guys are doing an amazing job yeah and we're good. sitting here thinking like I don't know, man, you, you don't see everything. And we feel like we're dropping the ball, you know, in this or that or whatever. Right. But every, we're getting a lot of external validation. Good. So, which is not probably as typical because of our unique situation. Um, but uh, yeah, it's kind of like, well, we were always like, are you sure you don't, you don't know it all. Like you, you don't yeah. know where we're. So like, we're yeah. kind of like pushing back on them telling us that we're doing so amazing. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Is that a Canadian thing? Do you think, I don't know what, where that comes from, but there's definitely yeah. like a, a disbelief when people give yeah. praise and encouragement and, and that kind of thing. But I don't know, you know, and, and people, um, I'll, I'll take it to actually the show rather than even parenting. Um, I remember people like Mark Carabin, who was on last week. He was one of the first to kind of reach out kind of externally without really prompting. And he, and he kind of reached out way, way early back in the day of, of We The Gamer Cast. And he reached out and he said, like, hey, man, you're like, that show is like really good. Like, keep it going. And I didn't believe it. Like, maybe to your point, like, I didn't I just didn't buy it. I'm like, I don't I don't know why I don't believe it. And then more and more positive comments would come in. And I never, I didn't believe any of them until one day I just, I don't know what it was. I was out for a walk or something and I realized these people don't have to do that. Like they, they don't owe me anything and they're not getting anything out of it. Like, why do I have such a disbelief for people going completely out of their way to let me know that they enjoy the show? And I still like, especially when it's like face to face, I still get like, kind of like, stop it, stop it. <laughs> but I, I have like, that is, that's been something that I've really tried to work on personally is like, like, yeah, I, I, if somebody is saying something just to be nice, like I'll let them do that for, but for the most part, like I will start to take encouragement and, and positive comments like that as what they are. So hopefully that lands with you a little bit. I don't know. Like, Cause yeah, like people don't, they don't really have to, they, everybody has a billion things that they could be doing. And yeah, like we, I don't know, as I'll say just for me, I, I don't know how you're doing staying on top of everything. Miles is so lucky to have you guys as parents, like out of anybody who he could have ended up with. Um, he ended up with the perfect set of parents and I'm just like, so impressed, man. Like it's just, there's so, so much. So I'm, yeah. For whatever <laughs> that's it, I'm, I see, but you don't know all the stuff, Sean. You don't know it all. <laughs> and that's, I, yeah. But, no. so I appreciate I'll, it. I'll flip Thank it. You. I'll flip it. I don't know all the stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm still impressed. And I'm still an, in awe of staying on top of it all, man. Like, and you still stay as a positive person. You're still doing the, the backtrackers. You're still like, 
you're still active, you're still doing all the things. It is remarkable. And I will also say that even if you weren't doing all those things, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't think less of you. I wouldn't think like, oh, well, what man, he's really like falling apart. Like that's not what makes you, you. And I, yeah, like for whatever it's worth, I just wanted to let you know that because I really feel that. Well, thanks, man. 100%. Appreciate it. Yeah. I, I think there's, it's, it's, there's a very thin line between staying humble to keep yep. yourself motivated to always improve and self-reflecting. But it's so easy to cross that line of what you're talking about, Sean, of crossing over too far and become self-defeating. Yes. <laughs> and then you actually make things worse. But it's also easy to cross that line of becoming arrogant when you're <laughs> too happy with what you're doing and then you fall off and start becoming lazy. I think it's a very, very razor thin margin of like staying in that perfect line where I agree. You're still humble to work hard, but you're not self-defeating and making yourself feel like crap and mm-hmm. not crossing over to like, well, I'm going to take it easy now and start coasting because I've done it all. It, it's not an easy thing. I think, I, I think many of us kind of hop back and forth between a lot of those areas and it's, it's, it's quite the juggling act, but, um, mm-hmm. how I, do I think, you, sorry, go yeah. ahead. No, I, I think what you were talking about, like, you know, what keeps us grounded in terms of moving forward despite all the struggles. And, um, I, I think it's important to always have, uh, other perspectives. Like I think, you know, talking to you guys, talking to coworkers and just hearing their life experiences. And, you know, when you kind of get to know them well enough where they start to divulge, you know, not just everything's perfect and sunshine when they start talking about their struggles. I think that's when you kind of realize like, Oh, this is, I'm not alone. And there's other people going through these things and there's also people succeeding or I'm succeeding as well. And, you know, I, I mentioned this to Marcus and I think I mentioned this to you, Sean, but like, you know, I became a huge fan of the, we, the gamer cast and, you know, a big friend of Marcus because of that episode you guys did, about um, him going through the IVF process because that's what I was going through with my wife for for our second kid. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, other people do this. Like there's signs Mm -hmm. for it. Like my my wife's waiting in line. Like there's other people doing this. But for some reason, I'm like, it's just me. It's just us. And Mm -hmm. for some reason, just hearing it from Marcus's perspective was just some sort of cathartic experience where like, oh my God, somebody else is going through this and he made it. Like they made it work. They're still happy. They're, look at where he's at now. He has a family. Like it, it works. It, it all works out, which is something that somebody taught me when I was uh, in my early 20s and because, you know, just finished school, trying to find a job. I'm like, am I going to have enough money to, you know, <laughs> propose to somebody and make it? And I, I remember he just kept saying, trust me, man, it all works out. And I'm like, that's not enough to go on. And he's like, trust yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. and he's like, something trust a little me, more man. tangible than that, man. Come on. What do you got? You got something better? Like, just, it'll be better. Like, that's it's just like, it, it, all be. it, it all works out. Yeah, you're right about that, man. Like, the, the notion of things that are so common, um, but nobody talks about, will be my top five frustrations until the day that I die. Like, how are some of these things that happen to every person so we're so quiet about it? That is just ridiculous. And, you know, I don't want to go down too much of a political slant here, but the thing that we are all talking about is politics. Like that's what we're all screaming about. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be so much better to be like sharing experiences and 
even not even that it has to be anything tragic, but I think about things that happen every day. Babies are born every day. People are getting married every day. Like big life moments happen all the time. And they are huge for the people who it's happening to. And for everybody else, they go, now this happens all the time. And that is so incongruent in my mind. It frustrates me to no end that what just because, you know, babies are born all the time, people get married all the time. Like, why does that lessen our intensity about talking about it or realizing its impact on this person? I see it in the workplace when when people go on parental leave. And it's like, well, that's a big deal for that person. And for somebody, for anybody else external to it, it's just paperwork. And it's just like, I got to get this person covered. Or this person's getting married. Oh, oh I got to go to another wedding. It's like, these are, the difference is too much for me to handle. And it, I don't like it, man. And so I, that's where these open conversations really come from. Not that I really ever set out to have them, but it's just like, well, if we're going to sit down and chat for an hour, it's going to come out like eventually after a, a few of these things. So I've been really appreciative that guys like you and people like you guys like come on in and are as willing to participate in that openness as well. Like people know what they're signing up for. I would say for the most part, <laughs> like come on to we, the gamer cast. I think like there's, there's some evidence here of what we do I, around here. I think like time's precious. Like I, I'm just going to go for it and just tell you how I think and how I feel. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. But what I gain from it is, oh, I might have made a closer relationship or a friend. I feel like there's always more to gain when you yeah. kind of just go for it. But it's funny how you mentioned how, you know, there are certain things people don't talk to uh, about certain things. Sometimes I feel like it's just the way society's set up, man. Like yeah. it's, it's really bonkers. Like, again, I, I remember. So when I was 30 and I made the switch to dialing in my diet, um, people would comment at work yep. and be like, why do you keep eating that? And they were saying mm -hmm. it like in this judgmental, critical way. Like, why do you keep eating that? And, it, and I would be like, number one, I want to. <laughs> and number yeah. two, this is the food I'm eating is good for me. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of mocking. You me should be asking them. That's why what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm and saying. Three, like, but you mind your own business. <laughs> that <laughs> would be three. nice too. But yeah. do you know what I mean? Like other people, they're bringing in like Popeyes and stuff. I'm not saying anything. You do you. But if yeah. we're going to break it down to like objectiveness, that Popeyes is bad for you. You know, my chicken and rice and spinach is good for me. Yet you're that judging me for eating this. <laughs> It's not. It's not as bad as it sounds. It's not as bad as it sounds. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not joking. I think that sounds amazing, and I'm a simple person. I could eat that every single day. I don't that, need variety in my diet. Like that is, that's something I've come to realize. But I don't know why I can't get things sorted out. But you're right. Like, why do we? This has been something I've realized even since I was young, like grade seven, grade eight, kind of thing. Like, why are you trying to get good grades? Is what I would get back in those days. Oh, really? It wasn't. It wasn't oh, definitely. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was dorky to get good grades. Like it was much cooler to not try. Like right, like and it makes no sense, but you're 12, 13, 14 years old, like very impressionable. I don't yeah, that that resonates with me big time, man. How, why are we pulling everybody else down who are trying to achieve something? Why don't we that, do the exact opposite? It doesn't cost anything. And that's how I feel about video games when I kind of present and start talking about it because people kind of give me a funny look of like, you're kind of old for video games. And I'm like, well, that's just a hobby that I like, you know, let's not start judging because 
If I really want, yeah. I can flip it to like, well, how much time are you spending on TikTok? How much time are you watching, you know, these trashy reality shows? I don't mm-hmm. care. Like if it makes totally. you happy, you do you. But and yet for some reason, I'm doing video games, which research, research shows makes you smarter and promotes creativity. <laughs> it's actually kind of good for you. But you're making it sound like I'm wasting my time and money. Yeah, on it. man. It's like, dude, like video games are awesome. Like it's such a, it's a beautiful art form. It brings this community together. Like, like I've told Marcus this like a million times. Like the Backtrackers is really special to me. Like there's something so cool about playing the same game and talking about it at the same time. Because usually what happens is we'll play the games at different times, right? Like, yeah. And and then I'll I'll bring it up. You know, like Horizon Forbidden West. Like I just played it now. And I'm oh, you're out of the conversation, man. You totally missed yes. it. Why are you playing it now? I'm, I'm messaging my friends and I get like two word responses. Like, oh, good for you. Like, they don't care. But <laughs> when I'm with the backtrackers and, you know, we're showing our pic- pictures from Chicory, we're sharing these articles, like everybody's so active. So there's something special about playing it together and talking about it together. Like, I, I, I love it. Like, that's why I go every single time I, my wife lets me go. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's nice to hear that. I mean, I think I, I obviously I feel the same way to be able to like play these games together. It's it's there's something special about that. Just that the idea of being able to to experience that thing together um, that are not these aren't multiplayer experiences. These are single player things that are, we're usually just doing by ourselves, which we enjoy. But it's nice to be able to share it with people that actually are as passionate about it as we are because i share it with my wife and she's she humors me but that's she (laughs) she doesn't really care that much um so it's nice to have a bit of an outlet for some of that stuff now it's man that that rings so true the notion of just having an outlet like you just want to you just want to share it like it's so it's all you're thinking about and you're like, like, come on, like, let's chat. And like, no, like, there's a million other things going on on the other side of the household. So yeah, you, you do you. I, I recently kind of upgraded everything in my in my room here, and I grabbed Chelsea. I'm like, just look at this thing. Like, it's ridic- <laughs> like this monitor is ridiculous. Yeah. It's as tall as Lincoln is sideways. And um, yeah, no, not 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 so much there. So it is. I don't know. I feel like this is part of like the fabric of what brings us all together and and it gives us something to look forward to i'm not sure exactly what it is that like like lightens our load it it like lifts our spirits so much but yeah maybe it is the the it's all happening at the same time together Mm -hmm. everybody's having the same experience together we get to share it together and it takes effort for that to happen that's why i give marcus a lot of kudos for this sort of thing because this was just an idea and this is one of my favorite things about doing all of this stuff is like somebody has like a wouldn't it be cool if and then you go, we do this first and then we do this next and then we do this next. And then we've got two awesome people from across the country engaging with people from Europe, from Australia, from the United States, like literally every hemisphere, every continent, like coming together and sharing. Like it, even if it wasn't that, even if it was just like me and Marcus and Tony Baker and Ribo mm-hmm. in Calgary. <laughs> And, and Brent in Okotoks, Alberta, like that would be pretty cool as well. But it's kind of magnified and amplified by this. Marcus is where is this is like the backtrackers is for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about is a video game book club. You guys decide a single game you're going to play over the course of three or four weeks and then you all get together and you talk about it. 
did you is this what you thought was going to happen when you kind of started things up with Delroy? Uh pretty much i would say yeah, at least this is what i yeah, envisioned i mean it's it, yeah, um i think that um i think we can go back we can roll back the tape because we sure. we did a um uh the last week the gamer cast i was on we had just started and i think you yes. asked me what do you think it was it was going to look like so um i think that i had said we would have probably a core group and then we'd also have people that are kind of dipping in and out and that's mm-hmm. that's literally what it has been that's awesome. Um, so, uh, so yeah, no, it, it, it's more or less how I had kind of envisioned it, I think, <laughs> which is great because I, I'm not disappointed. So it, uh, uh, yeah, no, it's been great. That's the thing awesome. is like, yeah, sometimes you can have these ideas and you hope for something and then go like, they don't, they lose traction or like, they're not quite what you thought. But one of the things that jumped out to me, cause I got to participate in the life is strange, true colors one. And I was like, what the heck? Like these voices, these people who aren't on a weekly podcast have such wonderful insights. And it, mm-hmm. this is this is my if there's a, if there's an example of why I keep saying everybody should have their own podcast, it's the it's the backtrackers. Mm-hmm. It's like, go listen to some of these people, man, like their insights into this. Like Drellish is like, I could I think he's amazing. Yeah. I think he's so yeah. fun to listen to. Bowser yeah. was on an episode. Does Bowser do um Backtrackers with you guys? Uh, she has not yet. No, not yet. But yeah, I mean, I was going to say the same thing about the gridlock, right? Is like we had some people there that I I had never met or mm-hmm. spoken with before, mm-hmm. and uh, Bowser being one of them. I don't think I'd ever even talked to Robbie Bobby Miller in any capacity before. Yeah, I've yeah. seen his name all all yeah. over the place, but um, so yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's neat to hear these these different voices from names you either know or even are new to you, and uh, yeah because there's there's some pretty uh they bring something to the table that you don't even hear on all of these podcasts that we listen to Mm -hmm. um on a regular basis and that's the beauty of the backtrackers man like because everybody eventually has an opportunity to pick the game and you know i'm committed because i'm like i'm coming every time even if i've (laughs) never heard this game i don't think i'm gonna like this game but because of it i'm trying new genres that i would never ever touch like boyfriend dungeon like i didn't know i like romance visual novels i freaking <laughs> love them now like i was so into it but if it wasn't for the backtrackers i would have never touched that game i would have touched like it more than 75 percent of mm-hmm. these games and i would say the vast majority of them i've enjoyed but you know i've talked to marcus and delroy about it even the games that i didn't like <laughs> like even there, mm-hmm. there's there are a few where i really disliked it's still fun to come to discuss objectively you know what i didn't like about it but what you guys were saying it's so important and so informative to hear other people's perspective when they say well this is what connected with me yeah and i actually liked solving puzzles and i was like oh I'm, i didn't know that you that someone would enjoy because i'm like these puzzles are frustrating or i found <laughs> this aspect boring and people are like mm-hmm. i found it so relaxing i was like oh i didn't i wouldn't have seen it that way because i just yeah. saw it through this very narrow perspective i'm like i hate these puzzles this is making me feel stupid <laughs> somebody else like, in my opinion and i cannot wait to tell people about it <laughs> i can't tell you how many times that's happened i've me- i've messaged him i'm like i'm gonna go up on this game um but it's just nice to hear the other perspective where it's like these puzzles were so relaxing it was such a cathartic experience but let's at this moment so honestly man like it's not only am i trying new games i i, I personally like the deadlines i know some 
Mm. Um, some of our people coming have found the tight the, the, the deadlines a bit stressful. I don't, I don't know. I guess I I need something like it's got to be done because because of that tight timeline, I'm like I got to get this done because I think if it was a bit too long, I'd be like I can do it later, and then I end up doing something else. So because mm. there's these timelines, I'm like obviously we people are still welcome to attend if they don't finish the game, but you're getting the full experience when you do finish. So I personally race and like try to like mainline and finish these games as fast as I can, which I'm totally fine with. And because of that, like, like my, like we, we, I have a three month old baby, but I, I'm pretty sure I finished like 28, 29 games already. And it's only July. And that's Good how much God. I finished on a normal year. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that you actually answered my, and maybe there's other context to, to provide here, but I was going to ask you Nagachaka, how you're finding like that. There's, you know, a, a new game to be played every about a month or so, or something like that. Like, how are you finding that mixing in with what would typically be your like game playing games as they come out? Or like, how is it, is it, is it interrupting? your normal gameplay or are you finding it just kind of like adds an additional layer to how you would traditionally approach games before a book club kind of thing? I, I, I hope this means a lot to you, Marcus and Delroy for setting this up. So I actually prioritize the backtrackers games over the big AAA releases. I actually do. Mm -hmm. Like I, like they, I'm like, um, like I was playing horizon forbidden West, but I was like, but I'm going to prioritize trickery because mm -hmm. I feel like I, I enjoyed the, the big AAA games, obviously, quite a bit. But I'll be honest, I actually get a lot more out of these small indie games than discussing it with this community. Even if I dislike the game, I get so much more out of it. So I actually prioritize more of those. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually playing less of, you know, what's on my backlog and what's those AAA things. I'll get to them eventually. I'm, I'm still, you know, excited for, you know, The Last of Us and, Resident Evil 8 DLC, but when there's the Backtrackers game that, that will be around the same time, I'm probably going to play those ones a bit more. Yeah. Uh, Marcus, are you, you're, you're running at about 28, 29 games completed so far this year as well? Not quite. Not quite. Yeah. I, I <laughs> not think maybe 20-ish 20, 20 or so. I, I keep track For of them real? too. So maybe about 20. Yeah, yeah. Um, Look at you guys. But, we don't well, I mean, there's probably half of that is Backtrackers. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, my, my pattern is obviously similar, maybe a, more out of necessity than, than Nagachaka, since I, I am kind of obligated to attend every <laughs> and finish the games for all of these. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that some of the AAA games, uh, the, or the bigger experiences have fallen a little bit to the wayside. I, I, I prioritize the backtrackers, the smaller stuff first, and then. Once I get the knock those out of the way and I've still got some time, then I jump back in and playing Cyberpunk right now. Oh, um, and have been for since I finished up Chicory. So, uh, so yeah. How are you liking that? I'm. Uh, I think overall, I would say I'm probably a little disappointed. It feels more <laughs> yeah. generic than I was expecting it to. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's run. It seems to be running fine. I've had you know, a few very minor stuff playing on PS5. Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah i'm the the world feels maybe emptier than i was expecting it to the quests seem pretty generic the combat doesn't seem i don't know it's it's fine yeah, they really it's hyped it up a, and i will finish it but i mm -hmm. i haven't uh i haven't well, i, I have gotta ask you something yeah yeah and i don't want you to, i don't want you to answer this too sean so the way you're describing cyberpunk and your experience it sounds like it's meh so yeah. i'm very curious <laughs> as to 
because I assume you have games in the backlog. So I'm yeah. very curious why why are you continuing to <laughs> play Cyberpunk? Question. And you said you're going to finish it when the impression you're giving is like whatever. Totally. Well, didn't I, I, I explain the reason I already like roll back the tape an hour from or whatever. You said I, when I say it. I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. So um, there's probably a little bit of that, to be perfectly honest. Um, uh, the story is good, though. The story is good. I, yeah. I think that um, there's been more of the gameplay stuff that I haven't entirely been connecting with, but I am interested to see how the story plays out. So is that a consistent thing for you? Like, do you every time you're like, I'm going to play this game through the end? Like, are you just I think I've I'd like to think I've gotten a little bit better about dropping some stuff that uh, that um, isn't really quite hitting Uh, or if I'm really I'm I used to finish basically everything that I started. Yeah, like man. kind of that more, maybe yeah. more the PS3 era ish. I I wouldn't if if I had the game, I was playing it all the way through. Yeah, 100%. um, but uh, yeah, no, I I, I don't know. <laughs> I think I've gotten a little bit better in that regard over the years. Yeah, I think for me, like I I've gone kind of back and forth on. It. I think you're right. Like back in the day, it was like if I if I got a game, no matter what, even if I'm if you know if I'm not really enjoying it, I would I would kind of finish it. And then podcasting and stuff kind of came into the mix as well, where I would form an opinion, you know, having played what I felt like was enough of the game. And maybe to one of Nagachaka's earlier points, like I kind of was resting on my laurels on that a little bit too much, where I like, it seemed like that was what was acceptable in like, quote unquote, the industry. Like it seems like a lot of people would play enough of a game and then they would talk about it and that sort of thing. And I would go like, I, I guess that's what everybody's doing. So that's what I'm going to do. And I, I wish I could remember which game it was, but there was one that I wasn't quite loving. And I don't remember exactly what the reason was, but I decided this particular game, I'm actually going to round it out. I'm actually going to like play all the way to the end. And then in the last third of the game, like it all kind of came together for me where I was like, oh, now I see it. Like I actually really like this game. And I came to realize that I wonder how many games I had shortchanged or provided like too much or too forward of an incomplete set of thoughts around a game because I thought I had played enough of it, thought it had shown me everything that it needed to show me. So now from a sort of like, I don't know what other used word to use other than like the professional side of things. Like if I'm going to provide a critique, I really am pretty set on playing like the game, like rolling credits, whatever that happens to mean for the game. Um, but on the fun side of things, like I'm, I'm really trying to like decide, like if I'm going to be talking about, if I'm going to be providing a review for the game, I want to be clear with everybody. I've played it, but yeah, sometimes it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard to play like those two different roles, I guess, when I'm, when I'm playing games, how much should I stick mm-hmm. around for them? So yeah, I kind of, I kind of bounce back and forth as I, as I go along, but I'm, I'm curious with, with Marcus on, on cyberpunk here too. Like there's not really the end. There's not a backtrackers to talk about at the end of this. It's, I don't know. Maybe it was hyped up enough. Maybe there's like, I don't even know if I've heard anything about the ending that would compel me to push through a meh, like 40 hour experience. (laughs) So maybe, maybe you guys have convinced me I'll, I'll drop it now, but uh, I don't know. I think that (laughs) that was our goal, but (laughs) Um, so uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, no, I 
I'm enjoying this one enough. I think that like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know really how else to say it. Like it, this one, it's not blowing my socks off. Like I think it was sold to, to do. And yeah. you know, it's, it, you know, even those initial reviews, the PC reviews for it were, were quite uh, positive, right. In terms of the, everything about the game mm-hmm. um, outside of the bugs. Right. So um, I'm hoping that maybe it does come together in that last third. Cause that's kind of about where I'm, I'm, I've got left, so we'll we'll see. This and the story has been good to this point, so um, that's kind of where I'm at with with it. But the it, it it hasn't blown me away as I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was I thought once we get the we deal with the bugs and and kind of get that all solved, mm-hmm. that this is going to be a really really good game, and it's been just kind of good, meh, a little. The, bang, the one game that I. The one game I should push through, actually, speaking of making fun of my son who bounced <laughs> off games too quickly, yeah. <laughs> is the one that you have a poster of behind you, Marcus, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. I yeah. skipped off of that so fast, man. It's not, and mm-hmm. I, I, it's one of my, like, day one, bought it full price, like, couldn't have got it any, any cheaper. And yeah. no, I think I, I think I had a bug in that game when I was supposed to go, like, um, I don't know, grab some lady on the other side of the map and put her on the back of my horse and bring her to jail or something. And then like some bug happened and it canceled all my progress. I'm like, I am not riding a horse like for 20 minutes there and 20 minutes back. Am I wrong about this game? Like, I feel like this game is a little bit divisive and I don't know, Nagachak, if you if you've played it. But Marcus, like, should I give this one another chance? Um. So I know where Nagashaka uh, lands on this game too, and I think I he, dropped it too. Well, yeah, he's really, he's in your camp too, Sean. So um, I loved it. This is the, our Red Dead Redemption Two is my favorite PS4 game. That wow. generation of game, it, it 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 edges out The Last of Us Two for me. I loved every second of it, but I I kind of get why people may not jive with it it can be a bit slower it's it's very there's a lot of detail i the way i uh, i described it to to my friend because my friend that was visiting that i mentioned the other day he saw the poster and he's like is that good i was like it is this closest th- that we have today to experiencing like a west world sort of experience like mm. you are the ca- living in the old west like you really I, I i really truly felt like i was there and the story is phenomenal. I think that you can certainly, people can uh, jive or not with the combat or the day to, like the minute to minute kind of gameplay stuff. But the story is really, 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 really hmm. good. Um, and uh, yeah, I loved it. So, but, so I might sit here. So here, I guess the, the long story short. Maybe give it another shot. I know you are convincing me, man. Like I do feel like I'm missing something. When you talk about no, it, like try, you tried it a couple of times, yeah. I think I've tried, I've tried, I've tried it yeah. three times, and I'm like three times, I, I, yeah. Three so, times. So he, it's not going to work for you. But if you've only given it one shot, maybe try it a second time and and see if if it clicks again. Because yeah. if if you can kind of, I think some of it 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 is it does play slower, right? Yeah, it's a slower playing game, and that's um, if you if you can't if that doesn't work for you, then you're no, you're not going to play a little bit longer, and it not it that problem be solved, right? It, you kind of right, it only <laughs> it only that. stays the same <laughs> exactly pace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just what yeah. is it like eighty hour game, something like that? Like it's a, it's not exactly 
a short yeah, game either. Something like that. The way, so I have the this the the ranking system that I have for figuring out which games that kind of are are my favorites on any system or any, all time or whatever is how this is maybe how many times I call my wife into the room and say you've got to see this. I love <laughs> it. Yes. That's, and I I was doing that on a daily basis with Red Dead 2. Oh, wow. You've got to see this. And it wasn't just the environments, which are obviously very gorgeous, but like just the, the something in the story or something. Oh. You've got to see this stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's... Does that's this my, do anything for you? Like, I am like, I feel like I'm going to like drop whatever. I Like now now that you're talking about this, Marcus, like I can't even think of what, what game I've got on the go right now. I don't even know what it is. I'm just like, maybe this is the one... I mean, you, Nagashaki, you've played this three times. Like, there's no swaying you back to this no, one, I'm sure. There, yeah, you're there, done. There, no, I'm yeah. done. And it's awesome that people resonated with me. And it's just one of those things like, that's just not, it's just not for me. And I am, yeah. and I'm, it's just, it is what it is. I've given it its fair chance. And at the same time, do, at the same time, though, I do feel like going into a game and kind of like, you know, anything like movies and televisions, like, our expectations can really change yes. how we experience it. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's so hard not to go in with zero expectations with all the things on Twitter and YouTube, like you're watching the trailers, but honestly, man, like it's, it's so, and that's kind of what's good about the backtrack is like just diving in. And I have no idea what this game is about has led to some of the, some of my most favorite games and like most powerful experiences like near automata. I thought it was just some yes. weird <laughs> sci like sci-fi waifu game and i was like holy crap that's not what this is this is way more than that um you know how, how the can you can you can you take a shot at describing it because i i don't know even where to start like I, like it seems like this really resonated with you is there a way for you to describe strap it strap it sean he's gonna i was gonna say <laughs> let's do it like let, uh, yeah because i'm trying i mean I'm, so there's a number of different ways you can get credits in this game i think one is if like you remove like the core chip in her like you can it'll shut down and you will credit us that way that's not what i talk about so there's like the first playthrough and then there's a bunch more i've done the first playthrough i assume that you've done the you've completed like actually completed the game multiple playthroughs different characters come in and maybe yeah. that's what i'm missing because like i couldn't describe what this game is about there's robots and then there's <laughs> humans and a moon, I think, and it's been a while since I played it, but maybe I'll give you a shot. I'm terrible at describing this game. And and, and I learned this too because I actually really pushed this aggressively on Marcus to play. <laughs> oh yeah, I hounded him to play it. So I've learned my lesson that uh, less the less that anybody says about Near Automata mm. is better for that experience. So to, to keep it as vague as possible, like you said, Sean, uh, there are multiple playthroughs. There's those joke endings like yoko taro the creative director he's a bit of a troll so there are those troll endings like where like you pull the chip out you're dead you see the credits yeah there's quite a few of them there's only five real endings in only five (laughs) when i say that um it's roughly you know maybe like two or three real uh playthroughs but you know i i I talked about a little bit and and i want to kind of go in deeper to it like video games can give you an experience that television movies and books can't and when the creative director really utilizes that to its advantage like it's such an experience and that's what near automa is because you can't have multiple playthroughs in a book like it's not you're reading the same book you're not you you might pick up a few 
new details, but that's about it. In Nier Automata, when you're playing the game again, you have these expectations of, well, I'm going to see this again, I'm going to see this again. And the creative director tricks you into this safe sense of security, only mm-hmm. to when you get to the third, fourth, and fifth ending, he really turns the expectations on you. And that's what has such a massive impact on me. And I'll never, I'll never forget it, man. I'll never forget it. Like when I got to uh, ending three, I had to put the controller down because I realized like, oh, this is where the game actually starts. Not what I saw in ending A and B. It was actually the third part where I was like, this oh is my the gosh, you guys is. are killing me right now, man. Like <laughs> now I've got two games. <laughs> Go play. Like I'm so impressionable. That sounds awesome, dude. Like it's, it's this flip side of honestly, when you first say, and when most, it's not just you, it's like when anybody comes to me and says like, this game's got six, this game's got multiple endings. I'm like, get me the hell away from this thing. That sounds way too much. Like, what does that even mean to have multiple endings? Like, I don't understand. Like, why would I play through something? Like, it, I don't know. It's just, even the, even like getting used to the term like end game for like uh, games like Destiny 2 and things like that. I'm like, you play the game to play the end game. I, I still don't really understand well, so it in a lot of sense. I've always kind of, I think that the the whole idea, and I don't know what you think about this, Nagachaka, that, that near Automata labels those as endings has done the game a bit of a disservice because I, that's what I'm getting it's at. Not, it's not a, the ending at all. It's almost mm-hmm. like it's not dissimilar to uh, the last of us two, where yeah. there are different perspectives that you're, you know, different timelines that are happening and you're playing in different, different perspectives. Right. So it's like, um, have you played it? I, oh wait, did he, did he actually get you to play it, Marcus? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you just oh, didn't, I, it just didn't. No, I liked it. I did. Okay. I, I didn't. I, I the combat was uh, was a tough thing for me, and like the map, but the story is phenomenal. The story is 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 really amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he sold it hard for sure. And I, so I think I, you know, you're going you're going into it with this expectation that it's that there's going to be, and it was like, oh, okay, I get it. But I don't think I was as blown away as what Nagachaka would have been when he first played it because he didn't have that level of expectation kind of right. you're, you're, you're right though. It is a disservice to label them as endings because it, it mm-hmm. is true. It's only when you get to the fifth that that's the actual ending. Everything else yeah. is really like, it's just like a mini climax. Like it's not, that's yeah. not where the story actually ends. And, yeah. you know, it makes me think quite a bit about different types of video games, how the developers will go in and they're like, we're going to hook you in this first half hour so that you're connected into it. And then there's other games like Nier Automata. And in my opinion, like The Last of Us Part Two, they there's a huge ask where it's like, just keep playing and there's going to be something for you later. Even like Death Stranding, same thing. Like that game took me like 15 hours before I finally like, oh, this is freaking awesome. But 15 hours is a huge ask for me to be like, why am I doing this? This is boring or I this isn't connecting. And it's interesting how some developers will deliberately have this slow buildup so that when they do reach this climactic part, it has a bigger impact. But like you said, Marcus, it's kind of a risk because it's going to turn off a lot of people where they're like, I need to be hooked right away in that first hour. Like I want it to click. And it's great when some games do that, but not all of them do. And now you're making me regret not finishing the Red Dead Redemption 2. Maybe I should have started <laughs> there out. Go, I, there it is. Now I don't know. Mission accomplished. I've done my job tonight. I've got two people more. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> playing Red Dead 2. 
I love that we're having this kind of conversation. And now this is going to be a thing. We're going to have like multiple people on We The Gamer Cast more often because I think that this is really interesting and that like it, you can't ever, at least for me, I don't really ever create like a rule that I apply to every single approach to every single game. Like I don't think that I can go to every game and go, you better hook me like 100% within the first 45 minutes or I'm out. I don't know that that's fair because to your point, Nagachaka, like, there are some games where that is a tall order. They are specifically asking you to like stick around for 10, 15 hours because it's going to get good. And I think that there is a there's an aversion to that generally, like in the in the Twitterverse and in, in the online sphere. It's like this better be good in two hours or like get out. And I'm like, I I get it, but I, I don't like being that absolute about things, I don't think. And I don't know, like people. Generally speaking, I don't think people really like to do gray or they don't want to do nuance. They want to apply. <laughs> this game is for me. This game is not for me. Like this style of game is for me. And I don't know. I get overwhelmed by choice and selection and stuff because I have started to open my mind to, I guess, visual novels. Sure. Like bring those in too. Like, because there's always going to be that one example of a game that's good in that, in that sphere that I don't want to miss out on. But I don't know. I don't know if I'm not saying that that approach is any better than people knowing what they want to play, because some of those people look like they're having a great time as well, man. Like they, they know what they want to play and they play it. And it looks like they're having lots of fun. So who am I to say anything different? I don't I don't think this is the right answer. Like it is. It really yeah. is what you said. It is a great answer where like sometimes it is worth sticking around and sometimes it's not like time is it's finite. Like, yeah. like once I lose the time, I lose the time. Can't no, no, I don't only think of that with yeah, you're right, but man, that just gave me the you're right. Sorry, but it's it's but you know what I mean? Like it, and you know, yeah. as busy as we are, especially at our age with with families and jobs, our, our free time is very finite. Do you really want to have 10 hours of meh and then you know 20 hours of greatness? Or would you want to play a different game where you're getting the full experience? Because let's be honest, there's like millions of games, like yeah. there's so much choice that it's like surely enough, I if I wanted to, I could find something that yeah. will hook me right away. But for me personally, because video games are so special, I, I'm willing to give most of them, not all, because I did abandon Red Dead, <laughs> but most of them are willing to give them a fair chance because there must be something special and like, you know, they impact me in such a meaningful, immersive way that television doesn't, movies doesn't. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do it as often as I can. Like with, with I think time. that like, if you're going to, to kind of take the approach where, uh, you'll bounce off a game after a couple hours if it's not um, not not connecting with you. That's fine, but you have to also acknowledge that you might be missing out on some experiences that you yeah. you would have otherwise really liked. And you know, you may be okay with that, but um, uh, I think that because inevitably that's that's true. It, it right. will be true that you've missed out on something that you would have otherwise really enjoyed. That drives me crazy, man. That's exactly <laughs> no, you don't know. And that's it. You don't know until you actually kind of put in a little bit more time and kind of, um, I think that, that, you know, getting back to that cyberpunk, why am I continuing to play? I think that might be part of it too, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Is like, I don't want Just to if. potentially miss out on, on something that could be, uh, could be something I really end up loving. So do you think, and I don't know if it's possible for us to think about like 10 years in the future, 20 years in the future or something like that. But like for me, I, I, because my birthday's coming up and I'm thinking about like, I just want to sit and play some of my favorite games. So I started thinking like, what are some of my favorite games? And I've, I've discovered this in the past before where I realized 
somewhere around like age 12 to 14, 15, were like, man, those were the years for me, like 1996 through 1998, something like that. We're like, those games will be with me forever. But you guys have sort of talked about two games, Red Dead Redemption and Nier, that are really highlights for you now. Do you think that you're still able to find and discover games that will remain with you in the future as, man, that game is one of my favorite games of all time in the way of maybe a few games that you've that you think back on in the past 15 20 years of, of playing games is there are you still playing games for the first time discovering new stuff that will hold up and be in that echelon of super mario 3 or for me it's like half-life and games like that starcraft are definitely anything or games that are up there does that question make sense like when you're playing games newly will they will they hold up over time as those are my favorites and I, i'll look back on those as well uh, honestly, I'm surprised. Like, cause I, I, I agree. I, I didn't think I would feel that way about certain games, but you know, night in the woods is, I, I only played it this nice. year. One of my favorite games of all time now. Um, wow. You know, last of us part two is from 2020 near automata, but I think I got it from 2019. I wasn't expecting to be impacted that way. Cause like you said, like when I think about like, what are my favorite games of all time? And it's like legend of Zelda, Majora's mask and Resident right. Evil two, nice. once. But I think it's not just, you know, those games are phenomenal. They're masterclasses. It's also the full experience of those games, the memories that you have with it, right? Like Resident Evil 2 is because I kept renting the PlayStation 1 because I bought an N64 <laughs> and I kept renting it every single weekend. And my cousin was like, why do you keep renting this thing? It's like, I need to finish this game because there's no memory card. <laughs> so I'm going to finish this Resident Evil 2. And that game kind of sticks with me you know, Majora's Mask, but it's when I think about it now that you're saying like, you know, do I still have these profound experiences? Well, now I have these um, brand new experiences with these new games. Like I remember messaging friends when I got to the end of Last of Us Part Two and sharing that discourse of how we felt with it. And then Night in the Woods, like the conversations that we had with the backtrack was like, I'm never going to forget those, those memories. And they kind of ties it all in together where, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, 10, 15 years I, I will look back and think very fondly of Night in the Woods. Will I still play it and get the exact same experience? Not Maybe not necessarily, but those memories of the conversations that we had as we, especially we were playing through it and, you know, the conversations I had with my wife about that game, like, those will always be with me. Like, I I don't go into games expecting, like, it's going to blow my socks off and change my right. life. But but when it does, like, it's freaking awesome, man. How about yeah, you, I think for, for me, it... Uh... It's probably even more so that I would look to the games that I'm playing now rather than the ones I played 20, 30, oh, I guess interesting. It's more like 30 35 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that are that are more impactful and more, I don't know if nostalgic is the right word, but the games that I think of when I think of my favorite games of all time, I think more of of game my more recent experiences. And I don't know if that, I love that. speaks more to the fact that I'm probably more into video games than I've ever been mm-hmm. um, now. Uh, so that that probably plays a bit of a role there. But and I have probably played more in the last, you know, five or 10 years than I ever had for of, in that period, those kind of increments kind of leading up to it. So I don't know. I think that, yeah, I look at like the Red Deads, The Last of Us 2. Hollow Knight is a big one for me. I love nice. Hollow Knight and and um you know, Shovel Knight or, you know, those, these more recent, more recent experiences, 
probably consider like all modern stuff that those are the the most important or my favorite favorite games of all time for sure right now i love that so much and this is something of course i overthink everything and i don't know why this comes to mind when i think about this kind of stuff um this was probably 15 20 years ago whenever like corn and limp Bizkit and stained were popular and i remember stained had like one album remember aaron lewis like he had they had like one album and i remember bumping into somebody and she was so excited to see stained in concert because she said stained is my favorite band of all time and i thought i mean uh-huh. Stained is an interesting choice, like especially given you know time is. I don't know if it's been all that kind, but I'm like, the, 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 my point is, it was very soon. I felt like to declare this band as their favorite, and in years later, I was working with somebody else who was excited to see Imagine Dragons in concert because Imagine Dragons was their favorite band of all time. They had one album, and I thought, is that allowed? Like, are you allowed to declare that? Yeah. And it's so stupid that I had that kind of question. Like, of course you should be able to. And I love what I'm hearing from you guys that it's kind of breaking my, my old way of thinking. It really is an old and archaic and maybe even a gatekeepy kind of way of thinking that you need time and distance and games have to hold up for you to declare. These are some of my favorite, like who cares? Like, why am I building up? Like saying that it's a favorite game of all time. Like who cares? You know, like that kind of stuff changes and, and you appreciate them for what they are to you in that moment. And I don't know, maybe that's just something I'm learning very late in life to appreciate things more in the moment than overthinking them. That probably is a, that's a $200 appointment coming up pretty soon. I'm sure <laughs> to discover a little more about that. I, I was, I, I can't remember, a few weeks ago, I was talking to Delroy about it. Cause he was asking, I, we were t- somehow were talking about our favorite games of all time. And he was very adamant. He's like, I don't go back and play them because I, oh, I'm wow. preserved. Yeah, he's like, I'm preserving that experience because like you said, Sean, some of these games, let's be honest, some of them have have are dated. They've aged. And if you know, if you're playing like a 20-year-old N64 game or PlayStation 1 game, it's probably not gonna feel yeah. the way you remember it as your favorite. Maybe 13. pick the wrong game. That's what I'm saying. Should you pick Stain <laughs> as your favorite band of all time? Is that gonna work out for <laughs> 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 but I, but because he was asked he's like you you replay them i'm like yeah man i play the last yeah, of us part one regularly and like it like does it feel a bit dated a little bit but it brings me back to that first time playing it and going through that intro cutscene and like those mm-hmm. con- like it brings me back to it and like for me even though if it does feel dated somehow it's like a time machine it brings me yeah. back to that moment and i can totally feel it and experience it so me personally, it doesn't, even if it does feel dated, like, I, like I'm not going back into it critically to be like, does it still hold up? It's just like, am I having fun? Am I getting yeah. this, you know, great experience from it? And for me personally, I do, but I totally respect people who say like, nope, I got to keep it as is. Because I feel like that You're way cheaper. a little bit. Dumb. Yeah, I feel that way a little bit about some movies from like the 90s and 80s. Like, if I watch this, am I really <laughs> going to like it still? <laughs> so no, I, I totally get that perspective as well comedies i think especially pretty pretty <laughs> tough to go back to i don't know some i don't even know if i want to name any of that. i feel like um mel brooks movies hold up i would say like i think i think Spaceballs is still pretty good i think uh ramen hood men in tights those are some of my oh man i love those movies i've never but, seen Spaceballs. you've never seen Spaceballs? oh my gosh that's well actually okay no. so um, I want to, that reminds me, I want to bring, I wanted to bring it back to the backtrackers just for a second. Cause I wanted, I was just going to say, you've got to watch Spaceballs. but is there a game? I'm not going to talk about that. 
I wanted, I wanted to ask you, Marcus, because you and Delroy lead the bag trackers and you do open it up to um, the community to kind of choose what game is going to be next. Mm-hmm. Is there a game that you would like like to insert into bag trackers for consideration? Like, okay, you guys, I want you to play <laughs> this game. You've already played it. You want other people to experience it. Like, even though that goes against the rules, you probably would never do that. But is there a game that you go like, this one, this is what we should talk about as a group? Uh, well, uh, I should say that both Delroy and I have the opportunity to choose games as well. We're kind of in the, in the randomizer. <laughs> well, we're in the randomizer. We, we randomly select uh, one of the attendees. Um, yeah. So we're always, so I have, I have chosen several games for, oh, okay. for this. But there are, there are games that um, I probably wouldn't pick for the backtrackers uh, for various reasons, but I do think that uh, lots of people should play. Nagachaka is well familiar with, with one of them being uh, Puppeteer from uh, the uh, PlayStation 3. We've got to get more so people good. playing Puppeteer. It's good. It's a very what good game. I've never heard of that. <laughs> You've never heard of it? It's a platformer. Oh it's yeah. hard. It's hard. <laughs> no, no it seriously. Hard? It's hard oh. for me, man. Like when you is say you don't persevere, I'm like, Marcus, you play stuff like Shovel Knight, Hollow Knight. Yeah. Like those games yeah. are hard, man. And Puppeteer, because yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm almost finished it, but like it reminds me, <laughs> it it makes me raged the way Donkey Kong Country did. <laughs> I'm like, man, some of these drums are hard. Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 a masterclass in terms of platforming and like pr- visual presentation. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's very it's a very cute kind of uh, uh, I don't know like two D like some of the old uh, the single player components of uh, Little Big Planet like the Sackboy kind of levels or um, I was telling. Um, Kevin Kevin Ainsworth, uh, the Muffin Mufflin Mon Muffin Mon. Um, I love that name, by the way. So I yeah, that's I great. <laughs> yeah. I was telling him it's a little bit like the the new Klonoa remake. Uh, okay. Game. So that, that that's how it plays. Uh, very charming. Very very cute. Um, anyways, everybody should play Puppeteer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> another one that I really love that I probably would never choose for the backtrackers is uh, a game called. Um, Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. Oh, I know that game. I've heard about. that one. Is it, it good? It is phenomenal. It's so good, and basically nobody's played it. I don't know anybody. That what I've kind of game is it? On. It's a. It's like a Wonder Boy style clone. So kind of a platformer action RPG yeah. sort of style. It's uh, fantastic uh, music. Um, really good art style. Hand drawn. Um, tight controls. Really good. Really, really Why can't we do it for backtrackers? It's long. It's long. Oh. It's probably uh, thirty hours, thirty plus oh. hours, I think, if I recall. Yeah. Um, so we try to keep things yeah. a little bit shorter for backtrackers. So um, I feel like there's yeah. going to be like this underground backtrackers. That's gonna be <laughs> Maybe you'll have like your main one everybody yeah. knows about, but you have like your Fight yeah. Club one. You're not allowed to talk about yeah. it, but that's where the yeah the secret games yeah. are are played. Yeah. No. Nagatrack, how about you? If you could, if you could insert like a game that you're just like, people should play this, and it's not near Automata. I was gonna say that, but it's near 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 it would have been near Automata because you know not enough people give it a chance. Uh, but outside of that one, the one that I like that killed that that hurts me inside that we can't play it is Katana Zero because that's oh, one yeah. of my favorite indie games. But I think I'm, I believe it's only on Switch and PC. Like it's not on PlayStation for sure. 
So it's, it's on. It, I think it's on Game Pass. Or yeah, at I think least it, it was to, on Game came Pass. To, came to Xbox for at least for a little bit. Yeah, there was somebody in the community who was, do that who was egging me on so, for that one. Let me see. Yeah. Katana Zero. So are you giving me hope port. that we can do it, Marcus? I think <laughs> I absolutely think that's a reasonable choice for backtrackers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that would be. I I <laughs> played it like three times. I I'll play yeah. it again because I I just love those types of games like Cyberpunk. Like yeah. ask like neo noir like detective like and the music is fantastic and and that game's hard but for some reason I didn't I don't rage in that one and I think it's because it 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 reloads really fast like when you yeah. die like it goes back have you tried it Sean or Marcus have you guys I tried played it, it a little I'm, bit no yeah. no it's a yeah, little we, hotline Miami ish that's how I've, I always had the uh, except a little two D. Yeah, a little bit, but I'd say it's a different aesthetic, and it's it's a very sci-fi story, like dark, mysterious. Yeah. Like, so if you're into that that stuff, like it'll connect. But if if you're saying I can pick it, <laughs> I, I might pick it next yeah. time. Yeah, I'm 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 less strict on the. Uh, so Delroy and I have a bit of um, differing opinion on like eligibility <laughs> for this I thing, love and it. as um, so I I am a little more open. He he likes the more obscure uh, and I'm a little more open because I haven't played nearly as many games as, as he has. So I can appreciate how he wants to go to stuff that he, he hasn't had an opportunity to do um, or that a lot of other people haven't, but I haven't played nearly as much as him. So I'm much more open in my, and so Katana's Katana zero sounds, sounds like a, a very reasonable uh, choice for, for the club. I don't know if you guys have, you know, or if you talk to Delroy, have somebody like Delroy in your life, but <laughs> that guy knows so many video games. It's and it's he incur- It's it's yeah. re- it's it's so it's like yeah. like every game that I've mentioned, like he's like, yeah, I've played yeah. it, I played it. I'm like, oh, yeah. I've never got somebody who's played. He's the Ryan Turford of the backtrackers. Yeah, that's, he's like, I've already I, played. Yeah. I was like, yeah. wow. Yeah. And so the flip side is like he he regularly recommends all these games and he's like it's fantastic it's phenomenal and i and i and i and i respect and value what he says so i'm like okay this is overwhelming because these are too many games <laughs> but at the same time i'm like but now i know i'm kind of missing out on some pretty cool experiences at the same time but it's 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 a double-edged sword where it's like i'm getting all these wonderful recommendations of games i've number one i've never heard of number two i probably wouldn't have tried but at the same time it's like you know, I'm trying to chip away at the backlog. This <laughs> I, know, is, I don't need right. to keep adding. Yeah. Here's you're 20 kind of more adding games. It. Yeah, and I was like, you're kind of adding it. It's kind, it's kind of stressing me out, but, you know, he, he has a different perspective <laughs> about the backlog. It's like, it's not like a checklist. It's it's something to look forward right. to. That's right. a good way. Like, that's a good flip of, of thinking about it. And I love, like, the Backtrackers is, it really is like a video game book club. You know, it's it's really taking off that sort of format what I'm thinking about as you guys are talking about this is like, just like when you walk into like a bookstore and it's like the staff's picks of the week or whatever, it's like, this is Audrey's picks and this is Nick's or whoever else. I would love to do that in the community. Actually, I would love to have, Mm. and love to feature it somewhere. Like really the only place we post anything is like the Patreon. It's not like, that's where you can put content, whether it's exclusive or not, but I would love to do that somewhere and say like, I don't know, like once a week or once a month or something, we go like, here's Marcus's like top five and here's Nagachaka's like top five or whatever it is, like the recommendations. If you're looking for something to play, here's a bunch. And I and I just imagine the different approaches that people would take to that sort of assignment, if you could look at it that way. Like, I, I feel like Marcus would like look at 
variety as an example like i feel like you would really look at if you're looking for a 200 hour experience like this is the one or if you're looking for something short like this is it like you would approach it in a different way than than i would versus nagashaka in addition to even if we approach it the exact same way we would all come up with different games so not that and there's no end to it it's not like you have to play you have to like show up for a thing i just think that that would be really cool as i continue to think of more and fun ways to just engage with the community. Sometimes it can be a podcast. Sometimes it can be like the gridlock, I, I think is proving to be a challenge, even just to arrange and schedule, yeah. you know? And I, I actually, it makes me think of your guys's approach, Marcus, where you just, you just know it's going to be such and such a Saturday at 9am mountain time. Cause that's the only time zone that matters. Um, <laughs> that's very helpful, I think for you guys. So yeah, but yeah, I don't know if that idea, how that hits you guys, if you would want to submit, like, here's your top five or something like that. If you're doing it, I, I would be happy to, uh, to submit a, a list. I think it's interesting. We're, we, you know, we've covered a bunch of it uh, yeah. between the two of us tonight already, but it, mm-hmm. um, it would be really interesting to see where other people fall, whether it, it ends up being in content or just in conversation. It's, I think totally. It's to, to, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's all it would mean. Meant, like it could be something in the discord to spark conversation. I think that would be yeah. so cool. It could be yeah. like your favorite games. It could be your best RPGs. Like you could go, go genre. Like I'm really mm-hmm. spilling out a lot of, sorry, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm talking too much, but I'm spilling out some of these ideas <laughs> to put them on tape so that we roll back to this later. Cause I'm not writing any of this now. Um, but yeah, I kind of want to, I can't every time I talk to Marcus or Delroy, like, especially it's like something like this happens. And yeah. I don't know, man, it leads to wonderful to things. It led to the backtrackers and you could be onto something with this. And honestly, man, like the, the carpool gaming community, it's, it's really special what you guys have fostered here. And, you know, I, I mentioned this at um, one of our backtracker sessions. It, it was a, it was a line about friendship from, from night in the woods about, um, about convenient friends like you know the friends that we make we kind of have to make them because they're geographically closer to us but you know if if i had access to other people would i be your friend or somebody else i I might pick somebody else and i feel like with carpool gaming and not and just gaming in general we're kind of coming together as a community because not because it's convenient like you guys are west coast i'm east coast you know like delroy and gerald like they're in germany people are in australia but we meet up and talk because we're so passionate and so excited about these video games that we're, we're meeting and we're making these friendships. So yeah, man, if you want to make something where we get to post our top five, I think we're going to do it. I'm all for it. I'm all yeah. for it. You're, and it's just like what I was saying about people going out of their way to like provide positive comments or, or encouragement, things like that. Like people could be doing anything in the world right now. You know, like you guys could have, you guys could have spent your Friday evening doing anything else, but prioritizing this is really really special and i just love hanging out with you guys this is and the fact that it invites more people in is just it, it's all amazing and i have to also i realized that this afternoon um thinking about chatting with you guys tonight both of you i think discovered i guess um me and my content and our, our, our stuff through bad bit through yeah. the trophy yeah. room actually yeah. i think yeah. so the point is it actually extends way beyond just carpool gaming or yumi capri or whatever the heck it was at the time mm-hmm. like i love that there's all these different creators out there who are just everybody's friends and then the friends like meet up and become friends like it's just <laughs> totally it's totally wild so 
I don't know. I, I, I think we're all just kind of navel gazing it a little bit at this point, but it's just, it's just neat. It's just nice. And I, I should actually, I don't think I've ever told you this, Sean. So before we, uh, I think you're, you're going to wrap up, but like bad bit, he still does, but he used to always rag on you. And mm-hmm. then he, he I, always like every episode he's yeah, it's still, telling it's still you happening. that <laughs> it's still happening, but not as, not as often. He, maybe he shifted his focus more to Luke. I'm Luke. not really sure. Really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so but then he, he mentioned you're canadian and i was like oh that's interesting and so uh i think it was the just the canadian reference i was like okay well check check this this content out and that that was the connection that bound me to you guys so it uh but yeah i was like he's he really doesn't like this sean guy man. he's just like <laughs> f sean all the time <laughs> oh it's amazing uh, hilarious and yeah. then, like, yeah, and now look at us. Look at this yeah. stuff. Yeah, and now, Amazing. And now, and now yeah. we're, we're here. Who would have thought? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So awesome. Is there anything, you're right, Marcus, I don't want to, I don't want to keep you guys all night, but, you know, that we've covered a lot tonight. I'm, I'm always liking to, you know, after two hours or so, throw it to you guys. <laughs> Is there anything that, like, you had in mind in particular that you wanted to chat about or discuss? Like, no pressure or anything, but I don't want you, like, walking away going, oh, shoot, I wanted to talk about this, but we totally wrapped up before I had a chance to bring it up. I'm pretty happy with uh, <laughs> everything we discussed tonight. It's been a blast, but uh, just just to repeat, like uh, anybody's listening, you know, if you if you're available on Saturdays, I highly recommend uh, attending a backtracker session, even if you haven't played the game or you know if you just want to sit in and listen. Just just get in on the experience and see how special it is for, like I said, people who are just passionate about this one thing. And just sharing that passion, like, like I, I know the gridlock was set up to be like this game versus that game. I, I, at the end of it, I was like, this was so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we just celebrated two games <laughs> to celebrate two games that are like are my favorite of all time. Like it was like obviously very fun to have that debate about it. But at the end of the day, I'm like, when else would I get to have dedicated hours to just go so deep into something that's so important to me not very often so yeah if, if if you have the time come check out the backtrackers it's really something special we gotta can we find some extra patreon money and just slide it over to nagachak for all this promotion that we're doing <laughs> yeah. the backtrackers right now or, <laughs> it's been uh, it's very good so I, we could send yeah, him a mug no or something wow. <laughs> <laughs> i'm good well, you guys are both one to talk. Like you, you guys are both better kitted out than I am tonight. We got Nagachak and a We the Gamer Cash shirt. Marcus yeah. in a in an Xbox drive. You guys look great tonight, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Nagachak is like, I don't like talking about sports, so I'm like, I gotta take this Blue Jays hat off, man. <laughs> I don't even like baseball. What am I doing? My goodness, did this? you see the, the I Jays saw. score? Holy hell! I saw it, it think 23 six... or 25 or something. I don't know if they kept it was going 27 when I saw. Oh my yeah. gosh! My yeah. goodness! Yeah. How about you, Marcus? Are you like, is there anything else that you wanted to like, you know, now that you, I'm glad you got on, by the way, I think it was very sweet. Nagachuk of you to, to reach out and and make sure that he got on. This was, this was very nice. And you (laughs) got to test out your new, your new microphone as well. My new microphone. Hopefully it sounds a little better than last. Sounds great. Um, so, uh, no, I think that, uh, one of these days we'll do these in one of these in person, Sean, since we're just down the street from one another, but, Mm -hmm. uh, and we can kind of cover anything that we missed today at that point. I think we're, we're good tonight. I love it. I love it. Well, um, do you guys want to let anybody know where they can find you on the internet or anything like that? Any any final 
Any final plugs, Marcus? We'll start with you. Uh, sure. I'm on Twitter um, at Marcus O'Neill 79. Uh, so you can find me there. But uh, I love it. Yeah. Otherwise, in the Discord. Nagachaka, how about I'm you, man? Just the same as Marcus. I'm on Twitter at Nagachaka, but you'll find me in the Carpool Gaming Discord uh, as well. I love it. Nothing against my my podcasting friends, but it is oddly refreshing to um, chat with a couple guys who don't have their podcasts and, and don't have a 45 second plug set. That sounds like I'm slamming other people. It's just very, it's very, I don't know what the right word is, but it's, it's just very nice. It's like, we're just like, you don't have to have a podcast to be on the show. You don't have to have a whole set of content and stuff. And it's like, I feel like sometimes these are even more refreshing types of conversations. As soon as I say that to like compliment you guys, I'm putting somebody else down. This is what I always end up doing. Um, thank you guys so much for hanging out. And I hope people hope people enjoyed our, man, we went into a, a billion different places. So thanks for hanging out with me tonight, guys. Okay, so you guys, a couple things on that conversation. What a supportive, like, kind of friendship we all have here. What a, holy crap, that's so nice, man. And number one, even for Nagachaka to extend the invite to Marcus O'Neill, you know, Nagachaka hasn't been on this show before. He didn't get a, a, he didn't get a solo kind of time that, that everybody else gets. And he's so selfless. He, he wanted to make sure that Marcus got on. And, um, I just, I just think that's really nice. And we're all there just kind of sharing openly hopefully that's uh that's all hopefully nobody has too much regret after coming on this show i think i commented during the conversation like we all know what we're in for when we when we jump on a we the gamer cast or at least many of us do at this point and hopefully there's no like oh shoot did i really say what i said i I, i'm glad that we're able to to be as open as we are and it's just it's just nice man this this show continues to be different i continue to explore how it can be different even from itself from other podcasts and everything like that and i gotta say this whole like one and two people like this might be a way for for us to get through and get to everybody like rather than feeling like you guys gotta wait four or five weeks or more to get on like maybe there's a way for us to do multiples where where it makes sense you know we'll we'll chat about this i mean the discord is a great place to do this um the links are in the show notes, of course, and we the GamerCast. Usually, it's um what I love about this, and I encourage you guys to do this as well. Is when guests are on and people have enjoyed the show, they'll they'll tag them in the Discord, they'll tag them on 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 Twitter and everything, and that's that's kind of the best. So I think we're gonna do something there. I think we're also gonna do this like your favorite games, like the bookstore idea. I'm very excited. I've got to talk to Ryan and and everybody uh, about how how that's exactly gonna show up. Uh, but I've got some ideas, man. I've got some ideas, and I love that. Like, let's just let's just celebrate games. Let's learn about what other people's preferences are. And these guys had me thinking about going to Red Dead Redemption Two and um, and Near Automata. I'm curious if you are thinking about those games or others. Tell me what. Like, there's lots to discuss, lots to break down. If you haven't already on the YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/CarpoolGaming. Um, I love the the live play by plays. Those are some of my favorite comments. People will, as they're watching or listening, just like respond and things. So do that. I appreciate you guys very much. Support us at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming. Special thanks to Josh Stapleton for this yet another clip of my good friend Bobby Pauls, the late great Nintendo guru. This is him and Justin Masson talking about the Nintendo Switch just after it was announced and revealed. Did they do a good enough job? This is what I loved about Bobby. What is up, everybody? It's a great Bobby, clip. The Nintendo guru Enjoy. I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye, Paul. All the world. A Nintendo dad. 
Justin Masson. Today on Nintendo Talk, did Nintendo do enough to sell the Switch? Justin, you're back for another episode of Nintendo Talk. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk lately. Was this enough to move the Switch? Did Nintendo do enough? It's, it's your turn. Go. Okay. Uh, full disclosure, first, first and foremost, I did order a Switch, so I'm going to be transparent. Okay? I ordered it. I have a show that's Nintendo-based. I have to play this thing. I have to order it. Now let me tell you my honesty. Uh, did Nintendo do enough to sell the Switch? I think they've obviously, I think they've pre-sold or, or sold out, so they've done enough to sell the Switch. Did they do the right things to sell the Switch? That, sir, is the ultimate question here. I don't think they did the right things to sell the Switch. I don't think they put it at a price point that is affordable and, like, is at that impulse buy stage that we saw the Wii at several years ago that made the Wii such a success and was allowed Nintendo to come back and easily take that marketplace for the casual gamer. I don't think they have their accessories, and what I'm saying by that is the Joy-Cons and the extra controllers at a price point that, again, is impulse buying to be able to set someone up. And the biggest failure, uh, Bobby, is the fact they did not pack in a game that sells this console. Remember how much we all loved Wii Sports? There's a reason for it, because you understood what motion control did. You gave it to your mom, you gave it to your grandma, you're all bullying, you're having a great time, it's a party game. Everybody loves the Wii, and I don't think the Switch has put itself, and Nintendo has not put the Switch at a spot which is reasonable for a family to easily access it and to really move forward at it. Zelda will move the system, absolutely. That was the right play to put Zelda there, but I don't think it did enough to grab its casual gamers to come back to the system and put down their money. Bobby, what do you think? I think that, look, it. I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I truly do feel like after the conference, I was buying this thing regardless. Going in, I had two things, three things that I needed to know. One, price. Two, release date. Three, can I pre-order? Nintendo answered two out of three, and eventually they answered the third later on that night. I was always in the idea of, like, if this thing is priced 250 to 300 I'm buying it. 250 I'm buying two without a blink of an eye. 300 I was able to still afford two at a blink of an eye. If it went higher, I was like, there's no way. They're DOA. I do agree that, like, the, the pack-in is going to hurt them. I feel like they should have done something. But right now, it's the Nintendo faithful that are buying. They can sell $2 million of anything with a blink of an eye just because people are... are they're Nintendo, they're Nintendo faithful. They're going to buy whatever Nintendo puts out. This was enough for Nintendo fans to buy. I don't feel it was enough to sell to the people that aren't the hardcore Nintendo fans. That's not me. Like, I am... They sold me before they even talked about anything that day. That said, in that conference, I felt like they missed a lot of opportunities. They didn't spend enough time on the online functionality. They didn't talk about virtual console. They didn't talk about cloud saves. They didn't talk about uh, the, the, the power of this console, which ultimately is not that big a deal. But they didn't do the major thing that I feel is the most important thing of what this thing does. They didn't talk enough about games and third-party games. They they sprinkled in some games about Joy-Con controllers and uh, glasses of ice and all that, and that's all cool. That's all techy and all that stuff, and that's 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 awesome. But I felt like this console plays games. Where are the games? Yeah, and I, and I and I and I got I got a couple questions for you, Bobby. Uh, we've talked about before the Canadian exchange rate, which is horrible, right? I've told I've told you essentially that for me to pick this up, for me to pick up a console, two spare Joy Cons, and a game that I am near six hundred Canadian dollars, mm -hmm. right? 
Would you have dropped six hundred dollars USD for what for for what I got? I it would have been a very hard sell for me. Yeah, to, I, I would have really had to think about it long and hard before I did, and that was my main thing. Like I definitely knew I was going to try to buy one day one if it was priced at three hundred. I was like, there's no doubt about it. Four hundred, I had to look at it. I really did, and 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 I would have had a harder time if I was in your shoes or anybody that any one of my Canadian friends that, that had to make that decision. To me, it was a no-brainer. It was like, yeah. 300 I got it. But I can see why people that lived in Canada struggled a little bit because that's, yeah. that's a big that's a big pill to swallow, honestly. But for me, when I look at it and I go, well, look, I can, I can play this thing at home. That's a Wii U. That's th- I paid 350 for my Wii U. I could take it on the road. That's my 3DS. That cost me $200. Actually, my 3DS, my original one, cost me to whatever, 275 or something like that. So when I look at that, I go, that's a $500 console yeah. for 300 bucks. Eh, I'm going for it. Sure. So when you look at that, and I look at like a PS4, like, you know, a PS4 Pro that's $400, I'd rather buy this over a PS4 Pro because of the ability to take those games on the go. So for me, that's when I looked at it. I was like, when I was looking at it, I was like, home, go, I'm, I'm, I'm sold. And that and that's yeah. basically where I was at. I will be interested to see the sales numbers of this thing after after this kind of immediate uh, gap that we've had. Obviously, we talked about, I think they are now sold out. The 2 million copies that were sent or the 2 millions are pushed out of the stores. Pre-orders, pre-orders, I think, are basically sold out, uh, which is what Nintendo wanted by the end of March 31st. But what does the life cycle look after this? Has Nintendo done enough to sell the average consumer that this is in their price range? It is, it is something unique for an experience, and why they need to put down money other than what a PSP, uh, a PS4 is or an Xbox, which are cheaper and has more content at the ready. And I think that's the challenge Nintendo's going to sell. Will it sell in Christmas? Absolutely, it will. Right? You put a Mario Odyssey right before Christmas with this game. Like, ju- just start making the, the Mario money rain is what's <laughs> going to happen there, pretty much. But they have to position themselves. They need to tell a better story. And that's really up to Nintendo at this point to do. So let us know in the comments below, do you think that Nintendo did enough to sell the Switch? Did you pre-order a Switch? We're very curious. Let us know. Follow me, Twitter, at Nintendo Gurus. Follow Justin, at Masson23. That is all... See us later.